from downtown, this is Tim Kitsar from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, we finally have a new Nintendo Direct, and we're going to break it down. The American one and the Japanese one. We also have Super Mario 3D World impressions. Like WoW is, like, depressing. I saved the world from another pandemic. Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 258, your place to hear the breakdown of Nintendo Directs and thoughts on re-released Wii U games, right here. And we are your hosts. I'm Trey 3D Void Johnson. I'm Jeremy Bowser's jury, judge, and executioner, Mikowski. I'm John the Sneak Knitter. (laughs) They call him the Sneak. Or is that the Squeeze? Or the Streak? Look at that. It's the streak, whatever. So this episode, we're going to talk about Super Mario 3D World Impressions, which Jeremy got. And yes. of course, we're also going to talk about the thing we've been waiting for most of our lives, the new Nintendo Direct, which will which will happen in for the, like, sec- what, in the second half. Was it 530 days? Something like that. September of 2019 was the last one. It was a long, it was over an, It was over a year, I know that. So we finally got one, and we're going to full-on break it down. We even have predictions and stuff that we made before, so that'll be cool. But right now, we're going to talk about the games that we got and that we've been playing. Before we get into the 3D World thing, I lost my fucking 3D World game. Oh, no. really bums me out. I lost my Wii U 3D World. I can't find it. I don't know where it is. I mean, it's in your house somewhere, right? It's got to be, yeah. I don't know where it is. That sucks. You just bought one for me and you lost your own. Yeah. (laughs) Well, don't send me yours. That one's for you. You Keep (laughs) that one. Maybe if you go through your head, like of all the oh, I looked in. I looked in all the boxes. I looked in every oh, Wii box. Okay. I looked in every Wii U box. I looked in every stack of CDs that I have. I looked everywhere. So it's officially like if when I can't find a, a, a when when I can't find a game, normally I can figure out where it is based on whatever game I played after it because I have the horrible habit of taking a game out. Like when I have a new game, I open the game. I put the game in. I put whatever games in the system in the case of whatever other game I opened. So I lose games all the time for that because I don't. Then you get this whole shift down the line. Yeah. Eventually, every game's in the wrong case. So, I, so if I want to play like Mario, if I want to play like Breath of the Wild, I have to remember that it's in like my Mario Tennis case or something like that. It's so stupid, but I do it all the time, and it's really annoying. And I wish I wouldn't do, I do it. That too. But I went, I went through and I opened every single Wii game that I have and every single Wii U game case that I have. And I couldn't find it anywhere. Did so, you loan it to Conan, maybe? That's what I was thinking, that maybe I loaned it to him. And he hasn't been. I haven't seen him yet, so he hasn't been able to look for it. But that hopefully it's there. But it was, but it like just came out on Friday, and I was watching foot, footage of it. And I was like, I have that game. We should play that game. And I was like, hey, Jess, you want to play? And she's like, yeah. And then I'm like, I can't find it. <laughs> and so we played Mario Kart 8. Should have just downloaded it on Switch. Yeah, I don't want to pay $60 for it. No, I, don't. I don't know. It might be worth it. Yeah. Well, we'll find out when we get to that. But that's my that's my 3D world thing. I couldn't find the game, and I was super bummed out. So whatever. So sad. 
But aside from that, I, I beat a game this week, finally. Got a, got another beat of the week. Uh, I beat Chasm, that game that I was talking about last week that I bought on sale for $8. And uh, Chasm is great. It's it's a really fun game. I had a lot. I had a great time with it. Obviously, I kept playing it until I beat it because it was really enjoyable to play. And it's uh, that's the game that I was talking about where it's uh, randomly, you know, basically is random every time you start the game, and then it's and then you know when you die you can come come back and all that. But I'm just really impressed with how well it works because I was you know I got stuck pretty much after we we talked last week. I got fairly I got kind of stuck where I couldn't figure out what to do. And I had to check like every part of the game. And thankfully, there's a map system, and it's really easy to get around in it. There's like a teleport room that has different doors that go to different parts of the of the area, so you can really it's really easy to get around the game from one thing to another. So I was able to go and check out all the sides. And there's like one really small thing that I missed, and it was so dumb, and that was where everything was. But if you get stuck in that game, it's kind of hard because you can't go on, go look online because everybody's map is different. So you can't like watch somebody play through the map because you have a different map, which is actually cool in itself. I like that. So it's like, so if you get stuck on something, you actually have to figure it out yourself. You can't just go look at somebody doing it, which is, makes the game better for you in the long run, you know. But sometimes there was like, how do you, I was like, how do you get past this? And I'd see how they did, how, I'd read like on Reddit or something how somebody did it there. And I'd be like, oh, okay, well, I just got to find where that room is on my version. But I don't know exactly where the room is, but I can figure it out. As long as I knew what set it was in, because there's all these different sets. You know, there's like a mine, there's like the catacombs, yeah. there's the keep, there's a the garden. There's like all these different areas that are themed in a certain way. As long as I know what what areas it, it's in, I can find it easily, you know. So that's kind of how I did it. But yeah, I, be, I beat it all the way. I got 100% too. I found all of the treasures. I got everything out of there. And there's a couple treasures that are kind of annoying to get. Like there's, you need this like sight potion to find invisible treasure chests. Thankfully, they tell you where they're at. There's a little dot on the map, like it would be in Super Metroid, mm-hmm. you know. So you'll be like, oh, okay, I know there's a treasure there, and I can't find it because I don't have the sight potion. And you find, you basically find like recipes for potions that you take to the potion lady. And as you go through the game, you basically start off in this town where everybody has disappeared in this mine, and you go into this mine, and you have to go find all the people in the mine. So when you find somebody in the mine, they go above ground and they start like a shop or something. So that's kind of how the game goes. So if you want to buy potions, you have to find the potion lady in the mine. And then once you rescue her, she'll start a potion shop. And if you want specific potions, you have to find recipes for her in the mine and bring it to her. And then she'll make them for you. Which is a cool thing because it's kind of like a little bit like it's sort of like a Stardew Valley town management thing on top of like the Metroidvania and all that. And I, I, Sounds I, a little bit like Terraria. It's Terraria like that too? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, Terraria, been... yeah, you kind of like build the town out. Well, you build the town out in that one, and then they move in. I don't know if you rescue them, but yeah. I mean, you don't really have to like do anything in the town. Like, you don't like create any of it. All you really have to do is rescue the people who were there. And then when you go and talk to them, they'll have their own side missions. Some will be like, "Hey, uh, can you find this thing for me?" And then if you go find whatever they want, they'll give you like extra money, or they'll give you more items, or whatever. You know, you get upgrades through that way as well. So, so was, I think the the title gives us away, but it takes place in, in a mine instead of a castle. Yeah. Okay. It takes place in a mine, but there are castle type stuff in there. It's very much like a Castlevania game, and that, I think that's why I liked it because I, I really like the art style. I, I you know it looks like an enhanced sixteen bit game. Uh, the music's really good. That that like the like second to last final song of in the not the last level, but the level before the last level. That song sounds exactly like it's from from uh, Blackthorn, which is awesome. It reminds me of uh, the Blackthorn music, so I, I really dug that. But it's yeah, it's it's really good, and it feels very familiar for anybody who's played 
any of like the Castlevania games. I never, I didn't really play Symphony, Symphony of the Night that much, but it does remind me a lot of the Game Boy games of, of the Game Boy Advance Castlevanias and all that. And like times the Time Spinner, which was another one that I beat, but it's it's very similar to that one. But yeah, you you go through and the find the people, and it, it it'll kind of randomize how you find things. Like in somebody's game, you might find one you might find one power up before you find another one. And I feel like I found mine completely out of order than everybody else did that I was looking at on Reddit. So that's kind of cool. I think that's really interesting to, to make a game where like maybe your game, you'll find the double jump first where I found the double jump last, you know, like, so it's, I think that's really cool how they somehow are able to rearrange it to where you can do that to where it's kind of random, but it still make works out where you have to find this thing to go to the next thing, but it'll be in a different order. I don't know. It makes me, you know, it's it's one of those things where I like really liked it, and if I played it again, it's going to be completely different. You know, so it might it might have a completely different experience. Like I was like, I felt like it was kind of hard when I was doing it, but I was wondering if I do it again, it might be easier because I might get certain power ups at a different time that would help me get through the map quicker. I don't know because I felt like I found the stuff that you really need last. Like because I was like halfway through the game and I had nothing. I had like maybe one power up. You know, so it took me forever to get all the to get like to learn how to swim and how to double jump and how to like slide and do all this other shit. So, uh, so yeah, but but the very last puzzle when you finally get the site, you finally get the site potion, and then you have to get the time potion for this one room. There's one room that has like a a slowly closing door or like a fastly closing door that you can't get to the treasure on the other side. You have to slow it down to get through there. And I got like a, I got a fast potion, but that didn't help me. The speed potion didn't work. I needed a time potion, which I found that on Reddit too. But the very last thing that I got was a throwing sword, which is, which I thought was, oh, this is kind of dumb, but I ended up beating the whole game with it. Like I beat the last two bosses with the throwing sword, which is cool. Cause I was using, I was using the quick sword through the whole thing. It's basically a regular sword, but it's like fairly quick. You just hit it straight across. There's whips too. Like I had three different whips that you could find and there's like, there's a uh, hand knives, you know, like smaller ones. You can also get gloves if you just want to punch people. You can do that. There's different weapons that are in it. Like I said, it feels like a Castlevania game. There's like the slower overhead ones. There's like claymores and axes that are like more powerful that go slower like that. But the sword, the throwing sword was awesome because you can actually, if you throw it right, it, you can hit like three or four times at once. And it took like 50, 60 hit points. So I was getting like over like 200 like per hit on bosses. So I was destroying. I mean, that last boss, I, I still died like four or five times before I actually got it through. But but the one before that, I just destroyed the boss before that, like with that with that sword. It was just like, just like going right through the guy and just destroying him. But yeah, that game is, it's a high recommended for me. If it's, you know, I don't know what the normal price is. I got it for seven ninety nine. It was totally worth it. I think it ended up, took me like 15 hours to get through it total on the first time but like i said there's various different difficulties you can do i don't know if there's it's saved after i beat it so there might be some sort of new game plus or something i don't know i didn't really start again after that but you know you level up it's very much like castlevania thing like that um you level up you collect uh you collect items there's drops and stuff from, from different from different guys and there's different 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 characters per what level you're on and all that and it's really cool it was one of those things that I just heard about on a Retro Knots episode one time and finally got it. And I was like, man, I shouldn't have waited on this one. This is a really good one. It would have been on my list for last year if I would have got it earlier because I thought it was really good. Yeah, I made it made it 100% all the way through. Beat it in 15 hours. So so Chasm made it made to the credits finally. Yeah. And I also, I also just started playing Fire and Ice today with Jess, which Jeremy was talking about last week. But that game's awesome, too. It's mm-hmm. it's really good. It's like I'm actually really impressed by it. It's one of those things that like 
it gets into your brain. Like I had to stop myself from playing it because it's so addictive. I was like, okay, I'm going to end after yeah. this level because this game See, is just going to steal a, that's my time. Why there's a warning on the box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. It's, it's really good. I was impressed by it. We played, we played through like the first three or four levels. Like we got pretty far. And uh, it was, we were just, you know, old school, the old school multiplayer where you just hand the controller back and forth, mm-hmm. you know, and just doing level after level or, or I do a level and she do a level or we do like two or three levels and then, and then I pass the controller and it's cool. Kind of, kind of share your ideas with each other and stuff. Yeah. We would try to help each other out and be like, oh, well, you know, maybe you had the right idea there, but try it over here or try this thing. Like there were some of them where I was just breaking my brain over it. I'm like. Like I just don't know, but it's really it's really good. I don't know. You should try it, John. It feels a lot like definitely gonna try it. Yeah, it feels, it feels a lot like, a low like low low, low, Yeah, mm-hmm. it's good though. Like it's, it's I I like it a lot. I'm really impressed by it. It's just a really good puzzle game. You know, if it's you, pretty low yeah. stress too. Well, until you get to the bosses, because yeah. the first well they're not all the same, but the first boss has a timed thing with like a raising fire under you, so then it becomes high stress. Because when we got to that one, Jess was like, "Oh no, I don't. You, I don't want to do this one. You, you got to do this one." It was too. It was too much. Uh, uh-huh. It was too much. Like you got to move. You got to move. You know. And so, and in the one after that, it had moving enemies that you had to get, which you had to kind of time it, and that was cool too. But there's, yeah, there's bosses at the end of every level, where, and they're all different. But yeah, no, it's it's a really neat little game, and it's a it's free on if you have Nintendo Switch Online, and I highly recommend it. I was did it like, just did that just come like a day or two ago? Because I was looking. It just came out like yesterday or today. Okay, okay. It just I checked my NES online this week and it didn't. It wasn't on there. Yeah, it just the Super Nintendo games too. Yeah, the Super Nintendo games too. I played a little bit of them. I played some of Psycho Dream. I didn't do very well, but it's a weird game. It's exactly what I expected. I played some of Prehistoric Man. Um, I played a little bit of the what was it? Um doomsday battlers or whatever it's called the fighting game i played that one also briefly but the one i played the most is fire and ice and i think fire and ice is definitely the best game out of all four Mm -hmm. of these and it's yeah it was one of those things i was just like hey you want to try this fire and ice game and we just and we're kind of instantly hooked after our first the first few levels it's like yeah okay i I see i said i was like fire and ice game of the year for the switch (laughs) it's like even (laughs) though it came out like years ago it is really good though yeah and it just came out on wednesday so I think it dropped at like two in the morning or something like that central time. So I was able to play around with them a little bit last night, but we actually got in deep with fire and ice and yeah, it's a, it's a really cool game. I highly recommend it to anybody who's, who wants to play an old school uh, puzzler or even like a puzzler at all. Like it still holds up. I think even though the music, there's like only like one song. So the music mm-hmm. does get a little annoying, but aside from that, it's, it's great. I, and the animation's good. There's like a story. There's a cool little way, like when you start the game, it's like a grandmother talking to her kids. You know, she's like, let me tell you the story of Dana or Donna, who the main character, you know, and she's like, and I'll start. And then, and then it, she says, I'm going to tell you the story of Dana. And then it cuts and it says, do you want to start from the beginning? Do you want to start from the middle? And that's basically the way you like load a game. And it's funny. So if you go to the beginning, that's a new game. And if you go to, to the middle, that continues to work from where you were. So it's a really cool presentation as to like how they bring you into the game based on uh, that's just really neat for like an NES game. Like it's not something you would think about being that creative, you know, about the storytelling like in, in it. I'm like, Oh, that's, that's really neat for uh then he moved three blocks to the right. And yeah. He walked up and he kicked two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so basic, but it's so complicated at the same time. Like a and B do the same thing and there's no jumps. You just walk. But it gets really, com- but it can get really complicated, and uh, and I was getting Is it a little bit like Captain Toad. 
Uh, I don't know, but kind of, because you can't jump, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you're not, I mean, kind of, I guess. Basically, you either create or destroy, destroy block, ice blocks. But you can only do it under you. have to you. make them in such a way where they're not attached, then you can kick them. Yeah. And you, and you can only create them under you. Like, so it, mm-hmm. it's all, it's a lot about levels. So you can, you only, can only create them like you had a 45 degree degree angle downward from. Yes. Yeah, diagonally, side. diagonally in front of you, whichever way you push diagonally down in front of you is where you create the block or destroy. Yeah. Or destroy. Yeah. And it's a lot of that and gravity and stuff like that, but it's really you have cool. to push the ice blocks into the flames to make them disappear. And then mm-hmm. once you get rid of all the flames, you, you, you advance. Beat, yeah. You beat the level. So, yeah. It's super cool though. Yeah, it just it just came out now, so everybody should play it. It's cool. Um, what else? Okay, so I got I got eighties overdrive, which is this uh sixteen bit HD racing game that I had marked on my eShop, whatever. It was on sale for two fifty for two dollars and fifty cents. So I was like, you know what? I can pay that for this game that I don't know anything about. And it looks pretty cool. I mean it looks like an H D Super Nintendo game, which is what I was going for. It you know, is heavily influenced by Outrun, so that was another reason mm-hmm. I was going for it. It basically looks like Outrun. It even does the same thing with the hand on the radio at the beginning of it, where you can change the song before every race. You know, so they so they're totally pulling that from Outrun. But it's it's different. It's like a, it's you basically have a map and you go from like race to race, and you can race whatever race you want like multiple times. And the one thing that kind of kills me about it, which I wish wasn't in there is uh number one you have to pay to play races like there there's every race has a fee so like the very first race that you do is like a hundred dollars so if you run a run out of all your money there's a mini game that you have to do where you have to basically wash the cars of the other racers for fi- <laughs> for humiliating for fifty dollars and you have to do this twice to make a hundred dollars and that's as much as you can make washing cars and then you have to play the first level again to get eight hundred dollars from that and so on and so forth, and then try oh to make gosh. one from. So it gets it can get really annoying, and also your car gets damaged while you're racing, and you have to pay to fix your car. So if your car gets completely damaged to 100, percent you can't race anymore, and you also have gas. So if you run out of gas, you can't you can't race either, and you have to pay to get more gas. So that's and you got to pay your car insurance. Yeah, and you have student loans, and oh my gosh, practically. And that's the big annoyance about it. I wish that they took all that stuff away in the game, and that you could just race the damn races because I think the races are fun. But it kind of sucks that you because I've probably played the first level like a hundred times just trying to get because I'll like run out of all my money because the car gets too wrecked and I can't afford the car because I'm trying to I'm trying to buy like a new car. I'm trying to like buy an upgrade for the car, but. But I got the car got too wrecked, and I can't race again until I fix the car. And, and if you completely and and you know the car getting wrecked, it becomes incredibly expensive. And even if you can't afford, like if you if your car gets wrecked to a hundred percent, and you can't, you know, obviously you're not going to be able to afford to to fix it all the way. They'll basically take whatever money you have, and that'll take down a percentage of whatever the the wreckage is. So if you only have like $200, it'll make it like maybe 80%. So you can still race on 80%, you know, and hope not to get wrecked. It's just it's just a pain in the ass, really. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm going to try to play it for some for a while longer. I think it looks really nice in HD. It really looks like a, you know, looks like a 2D HD game. Like it looks like a like an up-res uh, F-Zero or something. But, uh, but it but, also sounds like a resource management game at the same time. Yeah. But I was thinking about this, and I was like, on the other hand, because there's that taxi game coming out soon, like Taxi Chaos or whatever, the the crazy taxi mm-hmm. knockoff. And I and I thought, I was like, you know, but this this thing could actually work in that taxi game, because I was a, I was thinking about getting the taxi game, but I don't want to buy it 
if it's just going to be the crazy taxi, you know, where you just like go for a high score because that gets old really, really quickly. But if it was like more of a sim thing where I actually have to like make money to like fix my taxi cab after like every race, I find that like a little more interesting, you know, or you can like start your own cab company and hire other people or something. Yeah. Something like that. Just give a little bit more dimension to it. Like I, interesting. It would sort of be a counterweight to the whole thing of drive around crashing to everything. Yeah. Could be interesting. Well, I mean, I'm not saying that everybody would have to play it that way. Of course, there would be an arcade mode if you just want to jump in there and just play for five responsible minutes. Responsible taxi. But there should be like a <laughs> but there should be like a career mode, you know, where you have to buy like a regular taxi and you got to like make money and like upkeep that taxi and then make enough to buy like a new taxi. I think that would be great. I'd be totally into that. I like those like career story mode whatever stuff. So you have to fight off all the Uber drivers who are stealing your business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't know if they're going to go that deep on it, but that would make it even cooler. Because, like, you know, Crazy Taxi, I actually played it on my PS3 the other day just for the fun of it because I knew I had it on there. And Crazy Taxi, as as great of a game it is, you basically, you sit down, you play, like, a 10-minute session or whatever, and then you're good. Like, I don't want to pay, like, $30 for a game that I'm just going to play for 10 minutes and then not want to play anymore, you know? There needs to be a little bit more depth to it, is what I'm saying. Like they Last time I played it was at Logan Arcade. Yeah, but, I mean... You basically play it once, and there's not like, oh, man, I wish I could go back and do that again and try to make more money. That's just, you've seen everything there is to see in it, pretty much. Like, there's not really Crazy any- Taxi 2, I'm telling you, is the yeah. pinnacle Crazy Taxi experience for that reason, because there's a lot more to it. Did you there's to- a lot more mini games and that kind of thing. I, was I say- remember people, like, just playing the mini games in that in my do- college dorm. Yeah, I was like, do yeah, you have the bowling to- was particularly fun. Do you have to take care of your car in that one <laughs> and pay for your car and your apartment and all that? Like my dream Crazy Taxi game that I was talking about. You can get married and have kids. Yeah. Then you're gonna have them drive little tiny taxis. I just think it would be cool. I don't know. I I haven't I don't think anybody's gotten a review copy of that taxi game, which actually comes out next week. I'm just really interested. Didn't you say the original developers were involved somehow? I think it's getting produced by Sega. I don't think it's actually the Produced by Sega. Yep. Yeah. All right. I don't think it's actually the original developers, but it is produced by Sega. Which is weird then that they didn't just say, Hey, do you want the crazy taxi license? Are they making like a basically the same game? When they have the license, they can just give it to them. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that works. But, you know, Sega's a, it's a backwards place. So, yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's 80s overdrive. So we'll see how much longer I wash cars in that game. I probably I must have washed like 50 cars at least. That's what the 80s were like. <laughs> was washing cars, yeah. Mm-hmm. Washing cars for $50, yeah. that's they, they probably paid you less in the 80s, you know, inflation and all that. So also I got my PlayStation Portable. TV hookup. I got my PSP TV hookup. It's just a little. It's just a little plug that you plug into back into the bottom of your PSP, and you can play your PSP on the TV. And it's weird. I mean, it's kind of cool. Like when I plugged it in, I was like, "This is almost kind of like a switch." Like, mm-hmm. I don't know why they didn't. Like, it's almost there. Like, it's definitely the DNA of the idea of the switch because it's a little thing that like pops into the bottom of the PlayStation Portable. I mean, you have to go into the menu. You have to go to the monitor settings and change it to, like, TV settings. But then it's like, boom, it's on your TV. And I'm like, okay, fuck, there it is. And it's not on the controller anymore. And I was like, wow. I'm like, this is almost, yeah, this is almost like a Switch. I was like, why didn't they ever do this for the 3DS or the DS? Like, just sell you a fucking cable. And this cable, like, even, like, however old it is, I bought it for, like, $6. And it's, like, maybe, like, I don't know, maybe, like, six feet long or something. But I just plugged it right into my to my capture into the Elgato, and that sends it to the TV. And then I was playing E7 on the TV. 
Were you able to use another controller, or do you just use the PSP? I just use the PSP as a controller. Is, is what I do. But it's not that bad, actually. I, I played, I, I did like five hours worth of streaming it, at least. I was playing it on the TV, and it's, you know. The only thing that's weird is it like kind of crops itself. Like it won't, like the picture won't be the entire screen. It'll be like a part of the screen. And you can't, and you can't really, what? Does it chop it off at the sides, you mean? You, you know, whenever you watch, uh, sometimes you watch a, a DVD that's like in a weird format or your TV isn't mm-hmm. like formatted correctly and it's a widescreen inside of a widescreen, but it's smaller. That's mm-hmm. basically what it looks like where there's a black box around okay, all yeah. the sides. And that's basically how so it can is. Can you zoom on your actual TV to make it bigger? I can. I can zoom in, but this particular TV, I can't make it that big. I can just make it a little bit closer. But on the stream, I can't really change that until I figure it out. I guess I could, but I don't know how to do it on the program. You got to use uh, OBS. Yeah. I mean, there's a way to do it in mine, too. I just haven't fucked around with it. But, yeah, it's a, it's just kind of weird that you can't change it on the TV. But it's still, like, a really neat thing that I didn't really – I mean, I, I, I guess I had heard a little bit that PSP had TV play, but – I'm just like, wow, this this works really easy. Like, I'm, I'm surprised that nobody really, I feel like nobody really talked about it. But I've always been an advocate of, like, you know, playing, being able to play handheld stuff on the TV. Like, I've talked about so much about the Game Boy Player, you know, and how cool that was. And how you could just pop the cartridge out, put in your Game Boy, and keep playing. And you It's know, like uh, AV plugs, right? Like, Yeah, it's, a, it's basically the... Um, Yellow, red, white. No, it, well, I got the one. I got the HD one, so it's the one that has oh, okay. the the green, blue, red, and the yellow, and the and the yellow and the white and red. Oh, okay. So it's the so it's the HD. It's like the HD version of AV. So component component cables, mm-hmm. is what it is. It's a it's connecting to component cables. So I put that through this through the thing. So so it would work on an HD TV when HD TV still had those plugs. Like the newest one that I got doesn't have those plugs. They're they're gone now for any of the newer ones. The 4K ones don't really have them anymore. But it's yeah, it's an interesting thing to have on there. So I and I was I played like I streamed it for a while on on Twitch. Uh, it's uh, I'm I'm like ten hours in to Ease Seven, which I thought I was like oh, there's no way I played it for that long, but I guess I did. There's like you're, you're supposed to find four dragons. I've already gotten through, or there's five dragons total. I've already gotten through four of them. There's obviously wow. more than that. I think I don't think I've already beaten the game, but but I've covered a lot of the a lot of the map. I, I can teleport across the map and stuff, and it's great. It pl- pretty much plays exactly like Ease Eight did. So if you if you know any of those newer Ease games, you you understand the way it works, and it still kind of has some of the uh, same. You know, has like the same moves. And one of the greatest things is, and and this is one of the things I thought that was so great about Ease Eight. Is the way that you the way that you can level up your moves is by doing them, which I think is the greatest thing ever. Instead of like getting experience points to level up your specific moves, it's based on the amount of times that you use that move as to whether it gets leveled up or not. So if you have a special move that's like an earthquake or whatever, if you don't use the earthquake, it'll always stay at level one. You have to actually use it in battle for it to, for it to upgrade. So wasn't there a Final Fantasy that was like that? I think two was kind of like that, but where, not as, where it even yeah. had it's where like for your like defense to go up, you had to get hit more. Yeah. You would attack yourself, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, here two is garbage. Still the final fantasy two is awful, but it does. I mean, it's, yeah, it doesn't work like that. I just like the idea that if you, you know, if you use one attack a bunch of times, that attack will, will like level up because of how much you use it. I just think that's cool. It worked really well for Ease 8 also. So if you want any of your stuff to level up, you got to use the stuff that you want to, want to level up. But yeah, it's great. It's a lot of fun on the PSP. I might even get the other the other Ease games that are on there. Why not? Now that I can play it on the TV. 
and stream it and all that stuff. I know it's not Nintendo, but it doesn't matter. It's it's ease. There's ease on Nintendo, so it's close enough. I really wish. I don't think they ever will because ease doesn't seem that seem to be that popular here, and most people don't even know what it is. But I would love for them to release an ease collection on Switch. That would be so cool. I would buy all of them. If you could make like one through seven or whatever as a collection, or even if it just had like five through seven or something, I would buy it. I don't think I don't I don't see them ever like re-releasing seven, but seven's a good game. I wish it wasn't just like stuck on the PSP. It, w- it was re-released on PC. I didn't mention that last week, but when it came out, it was only on PSP, and it was only on PSP for like ten years, I think, or something before it made it to PC. So it was a while. Yeah. If it's even that old, I don't know. It was, but it was definitely years before it made it to PC. So, and who plays games on PC? I don't. So it doesn't really do anything. For I mean, me. it could easily be that old. Didn't the PSP come out in like two thousand four? I thought the PSP. Yeah. Came, I thought the PSP came out in like two thousand seven or something. Two thousand four. It was before the DS. Mm-hmm. Oh no, no, no! It was after the DS. It was after the DS? No, no they they came out. At, they came out at like the same time because uh, you remember IGN made that video like with the with the DS and the PSP walking around together. It was like sort of a it was sort of like a um, stop motion thing. And the DS was like, that. it was like, tell them about the touchscreen. Or no, Mario said that. There's a little Mario figure that was in it. If you could find those videos, watch them. I thought they were pretty hilarious. But I it just was... remember sitting in the in the subway and seeing the PSP ad on the wall, and just thinking like, oh, this is it. Like this is the Game Boy Killer, mm-hmm. Nintendo Killer. I th- I really thought that that was it. But I mean, Nintendo's the PlayStation did a pretty good job unseating the N64. Right. Well, I mean, the N64 came out afterwards, but. It still outlasted it in a sense with the amount of games it had and how long it was supported. Yeah, it was. A, I mean, I'm pretty sure. Well, no, you know, I don't know. Maybe it did come out before the DS. It was. They were around the same time though. There, there was very. It was very close because I remember it being a thing, like it being like a just con- saying the PSP could see a, a rated R movie by itself if it wanted. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they had some interesting ideas, but once again, they kind of like shot themselves in the foot with like. You know, making their own proprietary uh, memory for it instead of just letting you buy a fucking SD card like that was. Yeah, they kind of. I worked at Best Buy time, and I remember for... seeing. I remember seeing all the UMD movies quickly go into the bargain bin. Yeah. So yeah, the PSP was 2005. When was uh? When so it was a year later after the okay. DS. The DS. Because yeah, I thought the DS came out in 2004. Oh. I believe it did. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, because the T- Yeah, I thought the DS was before the PSP. So it was, uh, yeah, 2005. So it's pretty, you know, it's 16 years old, practically. But I, I was convinced that the PlayStation Vita was going to destroy everything because because it's basically mm-hmm. basically kind of a Switch. You know, the Switch is more powerful, I know, but it's but they're very similar. It really was when the Switch first came, like they were first showing off the Switch, it really was like, wait a minute, isn't this a Vita? Mm-hmm. But the Vita had the back touch plate, and that's what I thought was going to destroy everything. Well, the the thing that I thought was going to destroy everything for the PlayStation Vita was that I thought that you were going to be able to transfer all of your stuff that you bought in the PlayStation Network to the Vita, so you would all of a sudden have like 50 games or whatever you owned on PlayStation 3, and I thought that was going to blow everybody away, you know, because I would have been, I would have bought one, because I, I thought it was going to become like the Switch, you know, it was going to be like a portable PlayStation 3, and you could just play everything on that. And I was like, well, that's awesome. Like, it, you don't even have to buy anything. You just buy the thing, and then you can download your stuff from your account. But it didn't work like that. And again, you had to buy these incredibly expensive, you know, cards that weren't that weren't like the regular just SD cards. And they kind of shot it themselves in the foot again on that. I know this is a Nintendo podcast, but 
there's our PlayStation Vita PSP stuff. It all makes sense. It's all it's all in the same world. It's all in the ecosystem. Whatever. I think I want to get a PSP eventually. It's one. It's it's on my list of handhelds I want. Well, I mean, we mentioned. I, I don't know if it was on a Patreon or if it was on our free feed, but uh, but we met, but we did mention. I mentioned that I bought a PSP before I bought a 3DS. Yeah, you guys can you can at me on Twitter about that. But I did buy a PlayStation Portable before I bought a 3DS because. They were cheap, and I wanted to play the Final Fantasy fighting game on there, Dissidia, which I should try. I should try playing that again and see if I can still remember how to play it because I loved it when it came out. I thought it was amazing. I was like, "This game is awesome!" And like Terra was in there from Final Fantasy VI, and Kefka was in there. It was <laughs> nice to see like some sort of Final Fantasy VI representation in a game for once. But yeah, Dissidia was you awesome. You always play theater rhythm. I could, but what was so cool about the PSP Dissidia game is you got both of them. You got the first one and the second one. So if you bought the second one, it came out, it came with the first game. So you could play both games and for the price of one. I was like, that's fucking awesome. So that was the big thing that, that swayed that swayed me on it. But it's, you know, you can always try mine out whenever people can see each other again in, in the future. But it's, a, uh, you know, I can play Ease games on it is the moral of the story. And I can play it on a TV. So there you go. You can add it to your roster of uh, of stuff you have on your TV, which is uh, spoilers. You haven't said that yet, but we'll get to that. So yeah, I played that. Um, I got some other stuff on sale. I bought Ali Ali just because I was really tired of seeing uh, skateboarding games uh, that that are saying they're going their way to the Switch, and I bought one that's actually already on the Switch. So there you go. Yeah. It was on sale for two ninety nine, and I actually ended up getting two games for three dollars, which is awesome. I didn't even know that. You get Ali and Ali two. So there you go. You get two fucking. I games. think so. I thought that Ollie, Ollie. we got. I thought we got Ali Ali on the. Um, we did. We got it on the humble the bundle. Humble bundle, right? Okay, yeah. Okay. We got the first one on the humble bundle. So I have played the first one, but I didn't play it that much. But I played it. You know, I just played it last night to mess around with it, and I it can be. I can see it being something really addictive. You just have to kind of like chain, like you have to retrain your mind because my mind is stuck on Tony Hawk mode still because I was playing mm-hmm. the Tony Hawk version, and you have to just retrain your mind to to have your fingers do different things to do the same things that you would do on Tony Hawk. So there's a little bit of a learning curve on that, but it's all 2d, but it's incredibly fast. And I could see it being incredibly addictive because you do most of your moves by it with the uh, right analog stick by like flicking it, you know, you like flick it down, you like, you pull it down to crouch and then you let go like for you to jump. And if you like go in, like if you do like a street fighter style, you know, down to forward or like you do like moves like that to do different kick flips and then you hold down in different directions to do grinds. And then you hit B before you land to do like a perfect landing and stuff like that. And that's kind of how the game works. But it's really cool. Like it's uh, it's just really fast paced 2D skateboarding. You know, and you can, and there's levels where you can just grind from one thing to another. And there's a bunch of different levels with different goals. It's like, hey, this time land everything perfectly or like, or get like this much points like on, on doing the tricks and all that. And you just go through and you unlock more levels like that. And that's the basic of the game. But from playing it a little bit, I understand that it could be really addictive, you know. So if it's still on sale, I think it is still on sale for a few days. You know, check it out for anybody who wants to play a skateboarding game on their Switch finally. There's one that's on there that's really on sale. And you get two games. So that's a game that's a dollar fifty for each game there. And the soundtrack's pretty, do- pretty dope too, from what I heard. Uh, also, I played uh, Postal Redux just because of our guest last week, because he was talking about the Postal Brain Damage, and uh, I bought the Postal game that's on the Switch. It was uh, that one was on sale too. It's half off. It's like five ninety nine. It was nine ninety nine. Now it's five ninety nine. So it's four dollars off. 
And it's basically, uh, it's really simple. You just basically go around and kill a bunch of people on on a, on a screen. It's like a survival thing. You know, you, you uh, start off, you're on one screen, and you have to try to kill everybody on that screen, on that map, without dying, and then you go to the next level. And there's like maybe 20 levels on the regular campaign, but there's like two or three extra campaigns that were DLC that's added on there as well. And you can jump to those at any time if you want. But it's, yeah, very much, it's a twin stick shooter. You know, you aim with the right stick. You walk around with the left stick. And it's it's funny because it's like a, it reminds me of the old games like Resident Evil and Final Fantasy VII and stuff like that. Because you're not on a 3D map. You're walking around on a picture. Like, it's obviously like a, a graphic that you're walking around on, you know. And then there's little, little like, 3D characters that are walking on top of that. But you can tell that it's like a static background. But it's still, you know, obviously you you won't be able to walk into the things that you wouldn't walk into. But you can tell that it's not it's not polygonal. You know, it's it's a it's a sprite. But I mean, it's as far as like just going around and just shooting people, it's that's that. You know, it's kind of a weird game to play in today's times. But I could understand why it would be fun. I mean, it's very very basic survival, like Jeremy's like the FPS kill 'em alls, except this is a, a top down kill 'em all, and that's basically what you do. It would be really fun as a first person shooter. I think so, but yeah, it's, it was enough, uh, you know, made me happy enough for $6 and I got a new webcam. If you want to see it, watch my fucking stream at twitch.tv slash <laughs> podcast. That's where you can see it. I just bought a new webcam. It's cool. Um, it took me a while to figure it out. It's a whole thing. I don't want to get into it right now. Did you, <laughs> did you shop around or did you just kind of buy one that fit the specs you were looking for? Uh, I bought one that was not expensive. This one was like $18 or something. It's like not expensive okay. at all. It's a 1080p HD camera, you know, what more do you want? It's got a lens cap, which is pretty awesome. I like that. Mm-hmm. Keep people from spying on you. You can, you can keep the front down, you know? Mm-hmm. And in case your cat sits on your computer again and starts streaming, you won't be in the stream because you turned the camera off. So there you go. Which he hasn't done that this week, but he did it last week, so who knows. But yeah, no, it's, it looks great. Like, you can tell it has, like, such a it, it has like such a better, like, depth of field than my other camera did because I had this old-ass camera. I bought, you know, I bought the other one just because I wasn't sure how well my older computer would handle stuff. So I basically bought the cheapest, oldest webcam I could find just to try to get some camera stuff on streaming. And this is actually like a nice, nicest HD one. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know that much about webcams, but it looks good to me. I think it looks great. Even, I think it even looks better than the HD camera that I have on this thing. So I built some sort of weird, uh, stand for it, which I can't take it apart and use it on this to talk to you guys, but maybe next week I'll use it or something, but it's, yeah, it's, it's been cool. It's not expensive, but yeah, that's what I got. All right. Well, speaking of hardware, you know, you mentioned your, uh, your new webcam and all that. This week I got in the mail, or rather I had ordered it, um, an HDMI splitter for my living room. And there you go. it's something I've been talking about doing for a long time. I have, a, a, you know, I have a three, three-way one in my office that I use for capture and stuff. But I'm like, I need to do that in my living room because I have this old-ass TV that has three HDMI ports, but one of them just doesn't work at all. One of them just stopped working, like, not long after I got the TV. And so I, it's like I just will have one, one dedicated to the Chromecast for all like, like video type stuff, and then the other one's all gaming. So I got a five-way HDMI splitter, and it works great. Like I love it. Um, you have to, you have to send me which one you got because I have a, I have a three-way splitter, but it just, it does some things it just doesn't work for. See if you can yeah. play DVDs off of your PlayStation Four with your splitter. Okay. See, see if you can yeah, do that it. because that's a weird thing. Because because you have to 
because there's a thing at so when I a few episodes back when I was talking about trying to stream the PlayStation Four on my computer, there's a like specific thing you have to turn off to get it to work with an Elgato, and this thing that you have to turn off, you have to have on when you play any sort of like Blu-ray or DVD off of your PlayStation Four, and having that on with a splitter will make it like not work for me. So I don't know if that'll just see if that works for you or not. Cause that, that was a big thing with me is where I had to disconnect it from the splitter and plug it directly into the TV. Because if you don't, it'll just blink off and on and it won't be constant because of that weird setting thing that you have on there. But if you turn it off and plug it in there, it's fine, but you have to do it for T for like movies. So I have to do this whole thing. So if I could find a way around that, that'd be great. So we don't watch a lot of DVDs, but if we decided to, and we're having problems with it. We actually have just a DVD player we could hook up. Sure. Um, at, well, Blu-ray. And I have a Blu-ray player we could use. But yeah, so I currently have my Wii U, my Switch, my GameCube, my PS5 all hooked up to the PS4, to the living room TV. Or I, I did mean my PS5. Would you get a PS5? I, don't, I even wrote PS5 down in my notes. Um, I, mean, I must have just been thinking five. And secretly, one of five. secretly want a PS5. I do eventually. Yeah, once there's some games on there, maybe I'll want it. But uh, it works like a dream, and it does the thing where it automatically switches to the signal. So um, I have it set up so Shauna can use Just Dance without... Because before I was like switching all these things around every time I'd want to play a different console. Yeah, that's I just did it for a long time because I'm like, well, it, this is free. I don't have to pay to like buy a splitter. I can just do this. But I'm really glad like the splitter was immediately... like It looks a lot nicer... All the cords are nicely tucked away, and and you literally just turn the systems on, and they work. Shauna says it's a game changer because she can just turn, you know, she picks up the Wii and it works, you know. So you have did you did you get an HD adapter then for your Wii? Or no, you do it through the Wii U, right? Never mind. Yep. Okay. Yeah, we use the Wii U for for all of our Wii needs, and yeah, the GameCube has an HDMI adapter, as most people who listen probably know by now. Um. But I, it's it's caused me to just play a lot of games, like, you know, not for long, but, like, I've been playing PS4 a little more this week, or I've been playing my other GameCube games besides Donkey Kong, which I'll get into here in a second. But, yeah, it's great. And I've actually been spending a lot less time in my office this week because I'm just out there playing video games all the time. So, eventually, I'm going to get a nicer TV, and it's going to be perfect. It is one of the best but, things you can get. If you don't have one already, is a switcher, so you don't have to rearrange your cords all the time. Yeah, and yeah. I found the same that I was playing my old systems a lot more when I got one. I don't have a modern one. I have one that's regular AV cables that I got like 15 years ago. And actually, I got I got that same one for Trey. I still have it. <laughs> I still yeah. have it hooked up in here in my office. Still works, huh? Well, I have all of my. I mean, all of my systems except for my Dreamcast are still hooked up. And I, just because everything is everything is completely accessible, just because if out of nowhere you decide you want to play E7 on a PSP that you haven't played for like five years, you can do that. Because I have, I actually, I, I taped a whole bunch of uh, chargers together. I have like a, I have a handheld charger station right under my TV over here. So it has like five different handheld chargers all taped together. So if I want any, if I want to play any sort of, if I want to do like Game Boy Advance or DS or 3DS or whatever, all of my chargers are there so I can charge any of the systems that I have. So I can just pop it right in. I think that's my next step. I want to have like a little charging station for all the controllers and stuff. Because hmm. I've got everything tucked in really neatly into my little cabinet entertainment center that was never meant for an HDTV. Like it used to be 
this huge like part of this huge entertainment center set up for a box TV because it's from like the early nineties or the late eighties. But we actually literally sawed the top off years ago when I got it, so that the TV just sits on top, and then we only have the you know the one main. It's got a few little cabinets, so we got everything tucked in nice and neat. But most of the space is taken up now, and I don't really have room for anything else. So eventually, we'll probably get a better entertainment center. But for now, it's it's working really nicely, and I also have like a really long HDMI cord running from the TV underneath the, like the rug in the living room to where you can be sitting on the couch, plug your laptop in shows up on the TV. So that's pretty cool too. And I also like just, just to mess around with it, just to see if it worked. Okay. I hooked my Elgato up to it and it worked awesome. So eventually I I can just capture games really easily in my living room. If Sean and I want to do stream something sometime, which I'm sure we will, we can just do it from the living room. So yeah, really digging it. Uh, I, I have it. Like John said, it really is worth having. And I was really stubborn. And also, I didn't want to spend much money, but I spent like 30, it was like 30 something bucks. You know, it wasn't cheap. Yeah. I mean, well, but they're not, I was going to say, they're not expensive. They're not like $60. But for that price, it was totally worth just like not having to deal with getting up and switching plugs out. And I was also thinking like, that's not good for your old consoles to keep like plugging and unplugging. You know, you want to conserve those ports. So it's better to just either have them plugged in or not. You know, like when the cat won't go outside or come inside the house, it's kind of the same thing. But let's see. As far as games I played a lot this week, definitely Donkey Konga. That arrived in the mail last week when we got done recording. It was sitting on my porch, and uh, I brought that in and hooked it up right away. And the very first thing we did was play two-player because we hadn't hadn't been able to do that. And we did the the all-song mode. And we played all the way through every song our first, like, when we sat down and played it. So, yeah, we did the two-player mode. and So did all it the... It was a lot of fun. She'll be coming around the mountains and... Yeah, there's and, like uh, 30... <laughs> I want to say there's like 32 songs, 31 or 32 songs. Because I remember there's some, like, really bad, like, uh, uh, public domain, public domain, public domain songs birthday. in there. Yep. Oh, the happy birthday one. Is like, so Mary Had bad. a Little Lamb. And <laughs> is it, like, really just, like, really bad, like, child songs on there or whatever? Yeah, know. there's some really bad stuff, but not as many, not as much bad stuff, that I feel, is, is in two. Like, we've been exclusively playing one this week. I think it's just, I think for Shauna, too, she hasn't played that one as much because they mostly played two because of how the, I think it had a cooperative mode on it that Probably. isn't in the, yeah. the first one. So she played that more often with her siblings. But yeah, we've been playing it a lot. And so I remember I, I mentioned at the top of the show, like, wow, is like depressing. And not just because it's a sh- shitty pop song from the early 2000s, because those are all kind of gay. But uh, I, like, I hadn't heard the song since whenever I last played this game. So whenever I played it at Trey's house. I don't even remember that song. 15 years ago at this point. It rings a bell, but I don't remember it. Yeah, I don't remember it either. Who Do you remember who And every it? once in a while, well, yeah, every once in a while that song will pop into my head like, over the past, like I said, like 15 years, I'll be like, that, like, wow, like, wow. Like, and in my I head, I want like, I kind of want you to sing it, but then I kind of don't because I fear that very outcome that maybe it will be stuck. I'm in not my going head. to, I'm not okay, going good. to. Thank you. But I just remember in my head thinking the whole time that it was a Jessica or I keep saying that uh, an Ashley Simpson song. I don't know why. Maybe I thought I saw it said Ashley Simpson in the game. And all these years I've just been like, oh, that was an Ashley Simpson song. Don't care whatever occasionally i'd think about it but i would never be around my phone or spotify or whatever when i want to hear it so i just didn't never listen to it until we played it 
just the other day. And so afterwards, well, while we were playing it, I was like, I think this is an Ashley Simpson song. And, and Sean is like, no, this is definitely uh, Lindsay Carter. I was like, Lindsay Carter, who the hell is that? Is, he, <laughs> is she related to like the Carter family or whatever, like uh, Aaron Carter and stuff? Turns out she was. She's related to Aaron Carter and uh, uh, what's his name? Well, Aaron Carter and uh, Nick, Nick Carter. Carter from the Backstreet Boys, right? Mm-hmm. And I guess in the early 2000s, they had like a whole like show where it was like, you know, like Meet the Osbournes or whatever the hell that show was called, like like a family drama reality show. And she was on it. And it seems like she has a lot of problems, like a lot of like celebrity family people do. Like, I don't know when the kids are like famous from a young age, there's oftentimes a lot of like drug issues and stuff. And uh, you especially see that with kind of how the youngest one, Aaron Carter, is nowadays with you. I don't follow the pop culture of it all a lot, but I just know he's kind of a hot mess and kind of has been for a while now because of a lot to do with probably drugs and mental health type things. But anyway, the reason it's like depressing is because she's dead. (laughs) I shouldn't be laughing about it, but I I don't know. Yeah, she's dead. We were like, I wonder what she's up to. And I look it up and it's just like, oh, she's dead. She OD'd. um, She OD'd like in 2012. So... Hmm. Really sad, like, wow, like, that's really depressing because of that. Because now every time I hear that song, I just think about uh, just how sad it is. And, and to, to compound the sadness even more, she will really only ever be known, like, artistically for this song because she was supposed to have a whole album, and this was her lead single. And then it's kind of cryptic. I haven't found a lot of, like, stuff online about it, and I didn't dig too too deep, but... There is some sort of incident that happened when they were filming the video for Like Wow that caused her label to cancel the release of the whole album. Hmm. So the whole album got shelved. It was recorded. It was mastered. You know, it was ready to go. And it got shelved. So she literally, like, that was her chance to break into, you know, the pop landscape of that that single and then that followed up with the album. She had the video. She got the Donkey Konga. Yeah. And the whole album got canceled over it, so. That's why. That's the other reason. Like, wow, is depressing. So, just a little music history lesson for the, for the. You've got all that in your head as you're sitting there smacking these plastic bongos, <laughs> and clapping your hands. Yeah, the story is even. Uh, the story is even sadder if you really dig into it. I don't. I don't have to get into all the details. It's just really just kind of another instance of like you would think people that have everything would be happier, but in fact, a lot of times they're more miserable and especially when they're being exploited for reality TV and yeah, sad stuff, but it's a pretty fun song. in Duncan Kong. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, as you can look past all that, it's kind of yeah. hard to, yeah. Nowadays it's hard. Uh, it's hard to do that. So one good thing, things. another good thing about having all my consoles hooked up is that I've stuck to trying to play ring fit every day, which I have played it every day, played every day since last Tuesday. Just, stuck to my custom workout and I changed the because I always end it with Jump Up Superstar the music game but I changed it to the harder mode and that's been giving me more of a workout so I'm doing that every day I did start listening to Spotify while I played because I'm getting a little sick of the the music and the prompts yeah I listen I to think yeah I just listen to podcasts when I do it I, I think when I'm doing like especially the the squats those are really hard, and and the music of the Ring Fit is like starting to irritate me when I hear it, even when I'm not sure. Like even when I just started up, I think about the pain in my legs from squatting, and it, I'm starting to get like negative associations with it. 
was like, I'm going to like start listening to Zayo when I work out. So that's what I've been listening to and I'll probably change it up, but something nice and heavy, some like hardcore new metal, whatever from the early two thousands <laughs> gets me going. And it kind of actually like made the workout go by a lot quicker today. So I did that. And then I went outside and I shoveled snow and I got some pretty good cardio today. So I said we were having a, a healthier month and I've been sticking to it so far. Yeah. And trying to get some sort of exercise every day. Ring fit's been very nice for that. Plus the uh, peripherals for the ring fit fit nicely into my new little video game setup. Nice. And yeah. Three. I wanted to mention though, when I was going through my, another sad story, when I was going through my Wii U games, I was thinking before I even like loaded it up, I was going to play a little, Xenoblade Chronicles X, and I was like, you know what? Eventually, I'm going to have to get an external hard drive for my Wii U because I'm still using that little flash memory thing, the USB flash memory thing. All my games are stored on that, and that's worked fine for these past several years, but I have a feeling that's going to fail someday, and that's where almost all my games are stored on the Wii U, so we're the shop to go down then I would lose all that. I don't want to. So I think I would have to buy a hard drive because I loaded up Xenoblade Chronicles X, which is a whole ordeal on its own because for some reason I didn't, didn't even have it in the folder with the rest of my games. Like it was in this weird spot, like all the way to the right. I had to keep scrolling to find it. Oh, weird. Maybe you hit it. I thought it, I thought it just disappeared completely. I was worried that it got deleted. In fact, I couldn't find it. So I went onto the eShop or whatever you call the Wii U version of it. And uh, it's still I looked shot. up Xenoblade Chronicles X and it said downloaded. So I knew it was on my system, but that's the only way I knew that, you know, that calmed me down. Okay, well, it's on there. I seem to keep looking. I found it and I, uh, and it took me forever to figure out where my skills were. It had been so long since I played, like I didn't even know how to use the map to find where I had left my skills. Oh, they should just teleport to wherever you are if you teleport. They probably were right by map. me, but I just yeah. didn't recognize them. If you like, yeah, if you if you teleport anywhere on the map, your skills will automatically go with you. So if you have them, if they aren't destroyed, they would just go with you. Well, I ended up like running all around the uh, New Los Angeles to find them, but I was really enjoying the music. Yeah, <laughs> I was listening to those songs. I was getting some nostalgia. Finally, found my skills. Popped up in the air. Started playing Goldmine. I'm like, oh, this is so cool. I, I got to get back into this game. <laughs> Like just sort of like washing over me. I saw a bad guy down on the ground. He's like level 30 something. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do a battle. I haven't played a battle on Xenoblade Chronicles X in years. I fly down. I initiate the battle. Screen goes black. Oh no. Air message. Your memory, your storage media is corrupted. Something oh no. And it had an air and it had an error code and everything. And I'm like, Oh no. Yeah. So I turned off the Wii. I had to hard I had to like walk up and hold the power button down to get it to turn off. Oh wow. It wouldn't like I couldn't go to the home menu yeah, or yeah. anything. And so I'm like, damn it. I was just thinking this was about to happen and then it happened. Like it's almost like I willed it to happen. So I'm like, well, shit, is everything on there corrupted? So I have not tried to open up Xeno X again. Because this just happened last night. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like a long time ago. But I started loading up, you know, I loaded up even, uh, I loaded up just to test it, Color Splash. And it works fine. Yeah. I loaded up a couple other games, uh, 3D World. It works fine. 
I think most of these games are on the hard drive as far as I know, or are on the uh, USB thing. So maybe it's just the Xenoblade Chronicles X file. Yeah. That's corrupted. I don't know, but I'm scared. I don't know what to do. I don't <laughs> want to lose all that progress. I'm hoping that if I get a hard drive, I can re-download the game and then I won't lose my save file. I don't remember if the Wii U works that way. If the I save this, file is still on system memory, I thought it was on system memory, but I don't know. I mean, well, don't quote I me on that, but I, I would guess that, that it's on system system memory. So, yeah, that's my sad Xenoblade Chronicles X story, and I, I'll try to play it again, but I'm just going to be scared now because maybe I actually try to make progress, and it, I'm just going to be expecting it to crash at any second, you know? Yeah. So, well, when, whenever I. Whenever I played mine for a second, like whenever it was during like the first, I think it was like right after the first debate of last year, I played Xenoblade Chronicles X. And I, I remember for a second, I thought that my memory was erased too, but it wasn't. I don't remember what, I don't remember what the exact reason of it was, but. Are you still using the, like the thumb drive for it? No, or I have an, you, I have an external drive. You got a hard drive. drive. Yeah. I got a hard drive a long, long time ago. I have it. I thought you did. I've been looking at them on online to, I want to find one that's less than 50 bucks because it doesn't need to be more than like, you know, 512 gigabytes probably. I don't know how big mine is. Maybe a terabyte. I have it like bungeed to my Wii U. It's just like stuck to it, like with a rubber band. So I would probably do something similar. It just stays these, on uh, it. I have these Velcro command strips that I would probably use. Okay. Cause, and it, it was the one where you have a, it uses two USBs to power the, external hard drive because mm. at the time you needed that i guess you you plug two in and it goes into one and it powers it in because i think at the time you didn't you can just plug it directly in like you probably can now but but yeah it was and i think it was i think it needed more power yeah so i and i have a lot of stuff saved on that and i just have it like a little tiny bungee cord thing around that just stuck to my wii u so then whenever i need to transport it because i have i have two i have two wii u plugs and two like hdmi's I had the two TVs, two main TVs, so I can just switch it from one to another. And yeah, that's how I have mine. It's just all hooked up in that. But I ran that's out of space pretty quickly, so I need one of those. Yeah, it's going on my list of things I need to upgrade my Wii U because I want that thing to to survive for a while, and I just don't want to be yeah scared of losing all my games. So I'm gonna have to suck it up and buy an external hard drive for it. I just bought a new. I mean, I just bought a new external hard drive. Not not for just for the show. I haven't used it yet, but well, I'm gonna have to get a new one right soon here. for my computer. I've it's a four terabyte, and it's I've got less than a terabyte left on it now. I have like, f- but, I have like four two terabytes. This is my fourth one. But anyways, uh, I guess the kind of I was getting at the thing that I played a lot this week, and that's pretty topical, is Bowser's Fury. I played that. You mean uh, I, you mean Fury World? <laughs> Super Fury World. It's called it's called Fury World in Japan. That's that's why that's why I'm calling it that. The oh, e- is it? Yeah, the actual version of Mario 3D World is called Fury World, which makes more sense, I guess, right? Than Bowser's Fury. Like it's I like that so. that part that's on there is called Fury World in the Japanese release. I just learned that from watching the direct, but yeah. I mean, it makes sense still. I don't know. It still makes sense for what it's called for us too, but. Um, I haven't played much of the actual 3D world. I'm at I'm in the second world because I just really started playing it last night. But I played through Bowser's Fury, so the hype is not wrong. <laughs> the news is not wrong. This is a short game. Yeah. Um, I got through it probably in three or four hours to... That's pretty short, yeah. 
to see the uh you know the first i guess i don't know if there's a super ending if you get everything but it takes 50 shines to beat it and after you beat it you know i don't think there's any spoilers that there's a little bit of a post game where they add more shines so in order to like get 100 percent, i think it's 100 shines i don't know if there's more and it just says 100 maybe it's like a case where there are some hidden ones beyond that but as far as I can tell, it's 100 total, and I'm at 56 out of 100 right now. So there's still a few hours of gameplay left, I would say. I saw people uh, saying like six to eight hours for the whole thing. So I was like, well, yeah. you know, that's not that awful. But it, it got to the point where I just decided that I didn't want it. It's <laughs> so I just really, really fun. I made the it's decision. Really, yeah. It's really, really fun. Um, I'm sure it is. It definitely feels like, I don't know, it feels like if you took... Yeah, Mario 3D World, Mario Odyssey, uh, even Mario Sunshine threw him in a blender with uh, Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Made a smoothie out of it because it's one giant level and everything is like in sub levels within it. So it's nothing like the scope of Breath of the Wild. Like, as far as like the, the total size of the world map, it's probably maybe a quarter of the size if even that, but it's just crazy that it's all one continuous map and you can go from one level to another. Like it exists all on water. So even like maybe even a little bit like wind waker where each level is like an Island you go to within this giant you have a boat or something. Water. You don't have a boat. You have Plessy from the, the uh, dinosaur right. from 3d world. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, that's cousin to Dory or whatever. Yeah. And, Plessy's awesome, and you use Plessy all the time. You have to. Yeah. Plessy just will show up wherever you are. Like, so if you like fall from like up really high into the water, because some of the levels are like have a really nice like uh, vertical scope. Sometimes you'll be up almost about to beat it, and you fall all the way down into the water. Plessy psh, pops up right next to you, so you don't have to worry about like, oh no, I need to like scramble back to to land or whatever. Like, Plessy will just show up wherever you need it, need it. So that's really cool. Um, and all the Plessy missions are really fun because you're just like tearing ass around this open world and you can jump and run into <laughs> things and smash them. And you're, just, you're just like farting everywhere. <laughs> it's great. You said tearing ass. You did, said tearing ass around the world. And I just oh, thought right. of you just being like <laughs> ripping just, ass. Just like, ripping yeah, just like farting everywhere. Just farting around the world. I bother uh, so furious. Stop farting all over the place. Yeah. It's also like Majora's Mask a little bit. Yeah. Because Everybody's you dying. have this impending doom coming and you can actually just look and you see how the giant Bowser is doing. I guess it's called the Fury Sun. I found this out from a Reddit comment. Huh. But it's called the Fury Sun and it's basically Bowser rising up out of the big black goo mess in the ocean as a giant like spiky egg. And based on how high up he is, he is in the air and how he's moving and when he's about to attack, it starts raining. And you just have that visual cue of when, you know, you got to face off against Bowser and it happens. I've seen people online trying to figure out the exact timing on how it happens, but there is not an exact time because it changes depending on how many cat shines you have. The more cat shines you get, the, the uh, longer he sticks around each time. And eventually he doesn't go away. Like you just have to deal with him while you're, while you're going about your business. So that gets pretty intense towards the end, but 
luckily they don't do that until there's just a few shines left to get but the, uh, it's really it, cool so and then uh, when you go giant like all the level like the whole thing changes to where yeah, is, that, is that like those, the, those yeah. levels you were climbing suddenly they're like things you hide behind and is, and is that like the like coolest barriers. is that the coolest thing of all time like that's what i when i was watching a video of it i was like man that's that's fucking cool that like mario's like this godzilla type character now in this game and you're just this this uh it's tight. a straight up kaiju battle, yeah. I know. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, I, I would have never thought when I was a kid looking at Super Mario Brothers that he was going to become a giant cat fe- cat creature and fight like <laughs> Giga Bowser or whatever. Like, he would never. I mean, just seeing that, I was like, this is awesome. This is just fucking awesome. Like, I've never seen anything like this. I wish you could buy this game by itself. Yeah, I would have bought it already if you could. Or yeah, or if I don't know. Sixty bucks to play this game, yeah. Sixty bucks to play this game does seem a little steep for how short it is, but it's really, really fun. Like it's just, I just was so I was smiling the whole time I was playing it. It gets a little tough, you know. Some of the levels are pretty tough with the platforming and stuff, but it has those really tight controls, like Three World does, to where you can like stop on a turn on a dime, you know. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't have the slipperiness of like most of the other Mario 3d games and that makes the uh, platforming stuff a lot easier i think so it's not it, it's, so it's not it's like sunshine fun, in that regard right what's that so it's not like sunshine in that gr- in that no regard. mostly it's like sunshine because of the black goo mm. and uh it kind of the aesthetic is very sunshine you know it's very tropical and uh bowser jr's in there with his paintbrush so yeah. but sunshine has that really bad like it just doesn't stop on a dime and it's like, sometimes it doesn't move as no, quickly as you think. And it doesn't feel like the analog is precise. Like that was a big problem I had with it. You're like, try to like nudge the stick a little bit when you're near an edge and he just runs off the edge. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Like how bad the control felt. I'm like, uh, this is, doesn't no, feel right. The controls are yeah. very, very tight, very responsive. It's great. It, it really like, it feels like almost like feels like a fan made tribute, like where they just do everything right. Because it's so small, it exists within its own little bubble. The presentation is similar to other Mario games, especially 3D World. I mean, obviously, that's where they're building on here. To where it's all through pantomime and stuff. You don't see a lot of text other than Bowser talks to you a couple times. Bowser Jr. But uh, otherwise, it's got a whole like kind of a wackiness of its own that makes it stand aside and not completely feel like any other Mario game. It's its own thing. For sure. So I would hope they would do something like this for the next. If they did a sequel to Odyssey with these giant, like maybe one giant continuous level, that would be awesome because this does it really well. And I I, I think the power ups are really cool in it too. Like using them in a full 3D space instead of like, you know, the kind of quasi. I know 3D world's fully 3D, but because of the camera. Fixed camera angle, yeah. Like having that the cat suit in like a fully 3D environment, it feels really good. And the yeah, and like the uh, the Tanuki suit and everything, just feels really nice in full 3D. So not a very challenging game so far. It's just good fun, Mario. Yeah, it's just happy Mario fun. Yeah, it looks. I mean, it looks cool. I just couldn't bring myself to play to pay that the music much is for fantastic. it. I'm sure it is. Yeah. I mean, the music was fantastic on 3D World. So, I mean, that's still like my favorite Ghost World song ever is that ghost, the violin, the like slow violin from that, from that game. Is, oh, yeah, that was an excellent Ghost that, World song. That's yeah. like my number is one. Is Koji Kondo doing the music in this one? Probably, probably I, to a point. I don't know. Like, uh, I mean, I'm sure he has so. help. 
Uh, I don't think it's just him anymore, but some of the music had like little refrains that was reminding me of other games too. Like, I think this is just seriously just like a, a mishmash of like all these ideas that just came together really nicely. And I wish this was a full game, you know what? I feel like this had other, there were other intentions behind this project. Yeah. Right. And then it just definitely think this. It, yeah, it was absolutely Odyssey DLC. I guarantee it. Yeah. It's kind of uh, weird that they, well, I mean, I guess they just wanted to push full price sales of 3d world, but right. Does it now, now you've played 3d world, right? Does, is it, yeah. is it, does it feel weird? The fastness? I've heard some people having problems with it that the speed's different from the original no, one. I don't think I'm, I mean, I'm familiar with the other game and I have played it recently on the Wii U actually. Uh, no, I don't feel like the speed is a problem. Um, the camera angles are a little off putting at first, especially having played Bowser's Fury first. Yeah. And then going to that. I just kind of like see it very, you know, how much it reductionistic or whatever it was of the 3D Mario formula. Like, it's a great game and it looks fantastic, but it doesn't feel like a proper 3D Mario game for sure. I could kind of get that now, seeing it with fresh eyes, because when I first played it, it was the most recent 3D Mario. So to me, yeah, but it never that. really, I mean, even when I played it, I thought it was weird because, because it was, you know, 3D World was the game that made me get a Wii U. You know, that was the one that was, was like, okay, now I'm going to get a Wii U because I want to play this. So this was the first game I ever played on Wii U. And just imagining the weirdness of Wii U mixed with the weirdness of this game, I was just like, this is a weird system. You know, because you're playing with this giant controller that has a screen on it, which is like showing the same thing that's on the TV. And I'm like, which one do I look at? I don't know. But but that game in itself, I always felt was just weird because it's this, you know, this in-between. It's like not quite 2D right. and it's not quite 3D either. So it's I think just, it definitely yeah. feels like, like the 2D game made 3D. It doesn't feel like a 3D game, but it feels like the 2D game made 3D. I know what you mean. It yeah. is. It, it created this own new type of Mario games, which is cool, you know. Right. That it was. That it was that. But it's not. I never thought it was a 3D game, really. You I mean, know, it was. Even though it's in the title, it was, it was a direct yeah. sequel to 3D Land. Yeah, yeah. Right. Which I thought uh, 3D Land was just made like that because of the 3DS, but yeah, just, just because of limitations. But then we well, have not this, to mention yeah. the, to exploit the 3D effect for secrets and the like. Sure. Yeah. But I mean, you. you I, I think both of you need to play this. I I wish it was more accessible to you yeah. than having to pay sixty bucks for a brand new game. Because John, especially you, I know you'd love it. I mean, yeah, I think I would. You're all you're all about Odyssey. You you'd love it, and of course, yeah. Trey. I mean, I know you'd like it. You like a good three D platformer. Oh yeah, no, I mean, of course, I'd play the shit out of it if I had it. I just couldn't bring myself to pay sixty bucks, and especially you know. The conditions of the pandemic, and you know, right. and, and I think I'll get it when it goes to forty bucks and reduce do, uh, do their rare sale. Yeah, so yeah, 20, maybe they'll maybe so, they'll go on sale around E three. I was gonna say so, so the year twenty twenty five when it reaches thirty nine right. ninety nine. I'm still waiting for uh, for Mario Kart eight to get to get to that to get to that point, but whatever. But yeah, it's gonna. I don't know. It's it it really is a shame that and that and and it's so non Nintendo for them to they would never do that. But I really wish they would have just released it just Bowser's Fury for like $20, $30. I would even pay $40 for just Bowser's Fury. I wouldn't be that happy about it, but if it would have been released separately for like 30 or $20, that would have been great. I think John's maybe they will right. do it. Yeah. They might. I wonder I if John's it. right that it was supposed to be DLC, maybe like a $20 DLC for 
I mean, it seems like it. It's it. I mean, it I definitely totally so. it plays a, le- a hell of a lot more like Odyssey than it does 3D World. From what I've seen, just think about how little we we got for for Odyssey. Like we got the Mar- the Luigi Bloon game, and that was it. That was the <laughs> DLC for yeah. Odyssey. And so I was like, well, what happened? We got well, the, I think they just took they got that the, and brought it over to this. You got the VR. Don't forget about the VR. VR. Oh yeah, sure. Here. That joy. I, I played that for about ten minutes, and I was like, nope, Same. don't like I this. Don't, don't like minutes. this. Yeah. I tried to figure out. I tried to play it enough to figure out what it was, and I'm like, I do not like this at all, and I just didn't play anymore. So it was just like, I'm like, I got enough to trash it on the show. That's all I need, <laughs> you know. I try to give everything the benefit of the doubt, but that game, I was just like, this is this is dumb. Yeah, that's pretty much it for me this week. Yeah, sure. Bowser's Fury. Well, I've been playing my usual game as of late. Uh, was Hitman, and I crossed 175 hours in this game. So that means I'm averaging about 60 hours a week. <laughs> <laughs> imagine how many imagine how many RPGs you could get through if you were just uh, you could you could have knocked off Final Fantasy 6 right there in a week. So oh, I know. 60 hours. You may be able to make it through a persona in like 2 weeks. <laughs> well, I beat 1 and 2 cuz I got the the Hitman 1 and 2. Um so that's my two beats for this week. And I just want to to expound a little bit more on the replayability of, of these these games. Um, so after I beat the way I beat it was, of course, I got I got number three first, and then I beat one and two. I played those in sequential order, and I decided to start over again from number one to play all the way through the whole series again. And you know, like in adventure games, usually they're kind of limited. Once you know where the key is, you know, and that's it. And you know. There's not really anything new the second time you play around. Well, this is different because essentially the way they set up this game, there are multiple ways to get to your your objective, whatever it is, and multiple objectives per level. I I, I think just like a sort of a cursory examination, I, th- I think that per target, there's between three to five different ways to kill them. Uh, that are tailored to the story, like a, a very unique thing, you know, crush them in the great presser or, or whatever it is tailored to that level. Then on top of that, there are always like a set of standard challenges, like take out this character with the, with the wire or take out this character with a knife. And those are constant throughout each of the levels. All in all, I think that you could play this, whole series a hundred times and never play the same way twice. Yeah. Any combination of, you know, targets, weapons, et cetera, et cetera, that you want to do. Sure. It's going to be a new game for you each time you play. And I'm just really impressed with the replayability of this game. And I don't, I, th- I, th- I think, you know, I talked about the locations previously, but I don't think I really impressed upon everybody how, how large these locations are. Like some of the most massive levels, I think, in, in such a game that I've I've ever played, um, but they're like multiple standard size levels from other games combined. For instance, there's one level, uh, Marrakesh, where you go to Marrakesh. And it's like one section is busy, crowded streets. Another section is the shops. Another section is an abandoned school. There's a large corporate building, and any one of these would be a satisfying level on their own. But here they put it all into one that you can just walk around the whole thing, no load times, nothing. Uh, there's so much to just explore in each of these levels. So I'm, I'm so impressed with this game. Uh, 
And that that's for and that's for one and that's for one and two, right? Or have you not started talking about those yet? Oh yeah, for one, two, and three. I'm talking about just in general for just all the three whole of them. thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Each level is is. I'm still 175 hours in finding new rooms that I didn't go to. So I don't. I remember you saying earlier, Trey, that you heard somebody said, "Oh, this is only like a 10 hour game," and I don't know. That person might have been like just doing a a playthrough, you know, trying to get as fast get done as fast as they can. Yeah, you know, I I guess you can beat it one of these games in probably about ten hours, but you get to the end of each level and they'll tell you how what the percentage is that you've completed. So far, I think I'm averaging around thirty percent per level after 175 hours. Oh wow! Wow. Yeah, it's really really big. And then there's bonus missions that use the locations in new ways. So there's the Bangkok hotel, which is in number two. Um, the first time around there was a band that was recording their album and I had to kill the lead singer during a recording session. Yeah. That was really do. fun. Cause I kept messing up their, their recording. The producer was getting mad at me and everything. Uh-huh. Uh, and then there was a bonus mission in the same level where a cult had occupied the, penthouse suite uh, for a ritual suicide that I had to stop. So just like the same location, just redressed with a whole new mission and seen in a whole new light. It's a lot to it. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're still, still enjoying it. Still enjoying it for sure. Yep. And at the top of the show, I said that I stopped the pandemic. Well, that, that relates to this one bonus bonus mission, which is essentially like, it's like a mini sequel. It's called project zero. And, it's like a side story that's included in Hitman 2 made of four missions. So you have to stop a madman from releasing a virus. And the very last mission, which is brilliant, you have to kill patient zero as he wanders a hospital and you have to kill anyone that he infects. Wow. So it's like this genius gameplay balance between stealth and hurrying so that you won't have to kill as many people to contain the virus. And I would like to play more of this. I want them to redo this like for all the levels. I think that'd be amazing. Oh, there's another one too called Sniper Assassin, which is like a a murdery where's Waldo. You get these instructions like, oh, you have to find somebody who's having a cigarette break or find somebody who's tying their shoes. And you search the level and you take out that person. I yeah. mean, are there are there more than one person? Like, I mean, there's probably more than one person tying their shoes. Like, what happens if you kill the wrong person? Does it not matter as long as you don't get caught? If you kill the wrong person, then other people get alerted. Because you, you do have to kill more than more than one in each of these. And so you have to do it all like stealthily without alerting to other people. And so they'll give you like, you you have somebody in your ear who's kind of getting information on the targets and relaying it to you. And she gives you, okay, so I hear that they're over by the barn. So you're looking for people by the barn. There might be like three people by the barn. You wait for more information and, oh, somebody's taking a nap. So you're narrowing it down. You might find two people taking a nap by the barn you have to wait for the third piece of information and then make your, your selection. Mm. Um, and I had a real life hitman moment. You know, like sometimes when you've been playing a game so much, like you just sort of like experience it. Like if you're playing Tetris, you see yeah. Tetris pieces falling on your wall or whatever. Well, so I was out taking a walk and I, I got to preface this by saying like a hitman moment. I, I don't mean that I, that I, I killed somebody or anything like that. I figured like that. No. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I'm walking down the street. I see this like small little dog 
walking by himself. And it's like this shaggy little dog. He's dirty, got no collar or tags or anything. Uh, so I kneel, I kneel down. Uh, I can reach out to him. The dog trots away. He like goes the opposite way. Uh, I follow him. And so a minute later, he turns left through an open gate. And I hang around this house, just trying to like confirm that that's his house, that he wasn't like walking away from me. A car, a car turns down the driveway as I'm like looking around this house for some confirmation that the dog belongs here. And the uh, car turns in the driveway. This guy looks at me. I pretend that I'm looking the other way down the street. So I'm trying to be like sneaky, you know, uh, this woman comes out of the house, yells toward the dog and the dog follows. So confirmation. All right. It's, it's the dog's house. Mission accomplished. And <laughs> mission accomplished. I'm thinking that like, okay, this is on a main street with lots of traffic and you left your gate wide open. And now you're yelling at this little dog and the dog has no collar and matted fur. And I'm like, oh, shame on you. Like, one of those frustrated moments, I don't think I can really do anything. You know, so I walk away. And then a block later, I'm like, you know what? Let me see what I can do. So I turn back. I walk to the house, and I'm looking through the bushes to get the address. Because I couldn't see the address from the front of the house. It was like on the side, sort of on the side for some reason. I'm looking through the bushes, and like, the Hitman music starts playing in my head. I'm like sneaking around this person's house oh, trying to get the info. Uh, so I got the address. I walked away and I called animal control and they said that they're going to do well for a check on the dog. But that was my hitman moment for the week. <laughs> I was trying to find somebody's address because a dog running dog was being mistreated. Yeah. And trying to confirm that it, like it was there, the dog that the dog belonged there. Like I was sort of pretending to be on my phone, hanging around the house, just hmm. waiting for some confirmation. And when the guy came up and, you know, Oh, you know, I'm actually waiting for my friend, you know, trying to pretend yeah, something yeah. else. I'm not so, going to report you. Yeah. <laughs> right. But hopefully that dog is okay. Yeah, I hope so. Jeez. Don't let your dog run around in the pandemic. Nope. Well, I think we should take a break, and then we'll talk about the Nintendo Direct. We'll break that down and give, give you our predictions and stuff like that. So we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! Wow! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. 
it's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo may never made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Domain. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Ah! Ah! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast! Game over! See my? Do you guys see my tattoos? Those you are pretty sweet. Mm. <laughs> I can I, smell them. I should illustrate a tray. I should mention on the second half here about our Halloween. Halloween. I don't know why I want to keep calling Valentine's Day Halloween. Our uh, Valentine's Day Nintendo fake tattoos. Yeah, that's an insult to Halloween. Yeah, that we got. It was one of those funny things. I mean, it's what else are we doing? We might as well put fake tattoos on each other. <laughs> it's not like we're doing anything else aside from candles just like recording and just recording a podcast and editing and that's about it but yeah so so yeah we're back we're back from the break there was a nintendo direct this week i can't believe it it's uh it happened and it was the opposite of the curse of the podcast it happened like nicely in the middle of the afternoon today where we could all sit down and watch it live and yeah, it was great. Like I, I saw somebody posted somewhere. Maybe it was on Twitter. Or it was on Facebook or something. Being like, "What is you know? What time does it post for you? Is it inconvenient to you?" Actually, I think it was on on Facebook. But I was just thinking about how this was great for me. Like I, I would like every direct to be at like five o'clock, unless I'm unless I'm working. You know, obviously I can't do it. But but right now it's great. Like I hate it when it posts at like nine. You know, because I'm not going to be up then. I, I, you know, I'll watch I'll watch it later. But I hate when I miss it and I try to catch it later because then I'll, I'm trying to comb through. YouTube without seeing trailers for the stuff that's already been on there. And I, you know, I, I follow the Nintendo YouTube, so automatically they're going to show you all the trailers for the stuff from the... So you're already getting spoiled before you actually see it. It was really nice to watch it, like, live. And Jeremy and I, we just we were on Twitter, and we were just tweeting along with it. And I had my laptop in the in the yeah. living room, and I'm just like... It, it was fun. Like, it's... I think that's the best way to do anything. Like... It's much better than like trying to like film yourself watching something. It's like nobody cares about that. They're going to be watching the thing that you're watching. You know, it's better. To I think just it's tweet fun it. too because it was also yeah. it's also serving as my notes. Sure, oh, <laughs> sure. I wrote yeah. down basically every like thought I had while it was playing. Even though I think I, I'd redid everything in the comments on here because I'm not going to look at Twitter at the same time. But 
So, and also for the fun of it last night, you know, I was so excited about the direct, you know, you see people making like their own bingo cards and stuff. And I kind of looked at a couple of different bingo cards and I'm like, well, maybe I could print one. Jess and I, we can use them. It'll be fun. But then I was like, you know what? I don't really like these other ones that people made. I want to make my own. So I, I basically, what I did is I printed off two blank pieces of paper and I filled one out myself. And uh, like in the morning when Jess got up, I was like, here, I was like, I made this last night. Here's mine. Here's a blank one. Put whatever you want on here. We'll play bingo and it'll be fun, you know. If you need a booster or whatever, take a, take a look at mine, you know, whatever. Do, put whatever you want on there. But we both had some really good stuff on there. And then I texted it to you guys and you guys did it as well. So I thought, like, before we talk about the direct, we could, like, you know, talk about some of the things that we predicted might happen that didn't happen, you know, so we don't actually spoil whatever is going to, whatever does happen in the direct. But there's some pretty good ones on there from, from Jess and I. Let's see. Uh, I'll just do both of mine, and then you guys can do yours. How about that? The ones that were right or the ones that were wrong? The, do the ones that are wrong, because we'll talk about okay. the ones that we had right as we go through the thing. Cool. Yeah, sounds good. Just because we don't want to spoil when we talk about it. So, and and a lot of these I thought, I didn't like aim for the sky. You know, normally I would say like, oh, Star Tropics 3 or F-Zero, which is, you know, or Metroid Prime. I didn't put any of those on there because I didn't think they were going to happen. I was I was trying to do ones that were practical that I thought would actually happen. That's what I was going for. So these are the ones that didn't happen. Tetris 99 event, I thought that would easily happen. They'd be like, hey, we're going to do this for this weekend. Here's this thing, whatever. You know, maybe it's a Zelda theme thing, whatever. I said Game Boy added to Nintendo Switch Online. That didn't happen, obviously. I thought that they would mention Trails of Cold Steel 4 or 1 or 2. All those are coming out. I thought it might be in a Sizzle Reel or something. Uh, I said New Mario Party. That's kind of aiming a little bit high. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X was another one that I hoped for. That was like that was like a kind of a wish for me. Um, I kind of wondered if my experience was was an omen that was going to happen today. Yeah, I was. I mean, it did. You know, there was a little bit. There's a little Xeno there at the beginning, so you never know. I put Ease Nine on there just because Ease Nine just happened on PlayStation Four. Maybe they want to show it in a sizzle reel. Let everybody know that it's coming to Switch eventually in a few months. Uh, Mario Kart 9, because Mario Kart 8 is fucking, like, almost seven years old. God damn it. Put a new fucking Mario Kart on your system. What's wrong with you? That Luigi's Death Stare gave it longevity. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Final Fantasy, it was just, like, a blanket one. I was just wanting any sort of mention of Final Fantasy, which I thought almost happened, but it didn't. I put a new Gretzo game that's that's not Legend of Zelda, because there was that rumor... Or there was that thing reporting that Gretzo was doing their own thing, which would make sense because every time they did a remake, they did their own thing. So it was, so they did, um, what was it, Majora's Mask and then Ever Oasis and then, and then Link's Awakening. So I figured that, that Gretzo was doing their own separate thing now, which I'm more, I'm more for that than, than a Zelda game I've already played, played a hundred times. I'd rather see a new game because they do good stuff. I thought Ever Oasis was really good. It was on my top 10 games of that year. So, so whatever. I put down Pokemon Snap. Uh, I wanted a Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne release date or Shadow Drop or whatever because it's been out since October in Japan and it really angers me that I can't get it. Resident Evil Revelations 3 because there was a rumor going around that they mm-hmm. made a Switch-specific Resident Evil game based on the same engine that was used on Monster Hunter Rise. So I was like, hey, maybe it'll be in this. That'd be cool. I liked Resident Evil Revelation 1 and 2, so I'd love to see that. I put Fire Emblem on there. None of that. Uh, a new cloud game, new cloud-based game. I figured that might happen because we've seen mm-hmm. a lot of those. Uh, I, w- I put Dragon Quest game, like any sort of mention of Dragon Quest. I know Yuji Hori said that he was... That he want that he wanted to make a re- do a remake of nine at some point. Who knows? Maybe that's been in the they've been working on that. Who knows? That's the only one that hasn't been been announced yet. 
And also uh, Amiibo. I thought there'd be a mention of an Amiibo somewhere. No Amiibo. I'm surprised. Not a Very single surprised. Amiibo. I would just said like just mention an Amiibo. Those are the ones that didn't happen. Uh, Just had some really good ones too for what didn't happen. Ring Fit DLC. That's a good one. Uh, oh, what a great platinum rewards on the Club Nintendo website. Mm-hmm. Um, she's put Christmas announcement down on there, which she didn't know that it was supposed to be like not for the whole year, but there was still stuff on there that said winter, so it still could. Oh happen. yeah, they were. They went. There was some in August that I noticed. Yeah. One. The other one was a. Uh, they they give a date for the next direct, which if there's going to be a Zelda one, I thought they were going to do that, so that what was feasible. Uh, new new Nintendo app, uh, new Yoshi game. Mario Kart 9, we had the same thing. Uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons, an update that lets your mm-hmm. lets the villagers come to your house, which is so weird that you can't do that. They used to do that in the GameCube one. You know where they'd be like, I'm coming over at 5 o'clock, and you could hang out mm-hmm. with them? It's I don't know why that's not in there, but that was what she was wanting for that. Uh, Amiibo, Ease 9, um, the the cafe from Animal Crossing New Horizons she wanted, or from New Leaf wanted to be in Horizons. Uh, a talk from the president Bowser, from Doug Bowser. Any mention of Metroid? She put that boob lady, which I think is funny, which is basically meant Bayonetta three, because <laughs> she couldn't remember the name of it. I was wondering who it was. Yeah, uh, Mario Maker update news. New games for the Nintendo for the Nintendo Switch Online, Pokemon, and Nintendo World theme park news, which I think John had that too. But those are the ones yeah, that she had that were that didn't happen, which I thought those were all good guesses. You guys, on yeah, both you of guys our guessed a lot more reasonable way than i did <laughs> i was trying to go for like not necessarily what i wanted to happen but what i thought would happen it was a little mixture mixture of both like what i thought would happen mixed with what i kind of hoped would happen or it would make sense that would happen what do you guys have for yours well i kind of for the opposite of you <laughs> i kind of shot for the stars i don't know i i waited till maybe 30 minutes before the presentation started to kind of like get all these down and finalized. So I just kind of went off the top of my dome, but I got a few of them right, but the ones I didn't get right, you'll kind of notice a theme to them. Probably a lot of them. Uh, So first off, I was hoping for an Oracle of ages slash Oracle of seasons remake with the links awakening engine, because that would be dope, especially if they were released together. That would be awesome. It'd be expensive. And, and you could do like <laughs> stuff online with them somehow. Because can't you trade things in the Game Boy ones? Yeah, you can connect them. I mean, they had like codes yeah. that you could use. Really long I can't, codes. I thought you could like trade items with other people though too. I can't remember. Maybe. I, I remember that you could connect it where there's like a new Game Plus kind of between the two mm-hmm. of them. Um, I said Cinderace for Smash because I, I think I heard Kat Bailey mention like she thought it might be a, another Pokemon Oh, is that a, is that a Pokemon? I was like, who's I was like, who's Cinderace? It's the like the <laughs> the highest evolution of the the rabbit one and the new one. Oh, okay. The, I thought the, I like, remember. I saw that she mentioned Rillaboom, the 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 drumming monkey, which I have yeah. the Grookey the the Grookey evolution. Uh huh. Yeah. Would yeah, that be pretty too. cool? I guess I don't know. I like the one that that's that's on there, but we'll talk about it in a minute. Yeah. Uh, so I just made a guess about that. I said a successor to the 3DS because because <laughs> you, you always predict 3DS that is, <laughs> yeah. it's officially dead. It's been ten years since it was released. Yeah, and I always say this, so it's usually one of my E3 predictions. I, I don't. Really... Nintendo can't stand without that third pillar. You know, we really need it. It's it's, true. it's now it's the one pillar. It's the it <laughs> it's the one. I guess there's app. Games, it's one pillar with a bunch the, of supports at the bottom. Yeah. Uh, a new Kid Icarus game. I thought that was a reasonable guess just because of that. It's the anniversary of that too, isn't it? 
They don't care about anniversaries. It's just Mario's anniversary, seems like. Fallen fallen into that same line. Zelda thirty five. Really wanted that to happen. I think I John that guessed that too, yeah. I don't know. I did I did kind of glance at yours. I didn't mean to. So it may have been influenced by it. I don't know. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. And then I said uh pre Final Fantasy seven. So I had said on Twitter I'd made a few predictions, so I wanted to make sure they were all included in this bingo sheet. So this was one of the ones I had said. It's going to be all the Final Fantasies before seven. We're going to get them. Nobody cares about those, though. Square definitely doesn't. They don't give a shit about Final Fantasy one through six. So that's the problem. Definitely not six, which is a shame because that's their best game. But they just don't care. Yeah. Well, I just would. I would love. Yeah, I'd love, especially four and six to be on Switch. Yeah. Um, and maybe one. I would play. Maybe play through one on the Switch. Uh. Game Boy Advance Virtual Console is very similar to what Trey said, but specifically Game Boy Advance because that's my favorite system as far as handhelds handhelds go. Uh, I said one more thing, which I don't know if the if it counts or not. I think I'm going to go ahead and say it counts. Counts. It's it counts. Gray. Okay, then ne- then never mind. Forget I they always, they always do that. Yeah. I said a Super Metroid remake once again, leading into the anniversary thing. Yeah. And also because that's kind of next on the list to be remade as far as what Zero Mission was kind of a remake of the first one. And then, of course, they did Samus Returns uh, for two. So I'm like, well, they're due for a Super Metroid remake at some point. I think uh, even though from what I heard on that, it was going to be it was going to be a fusion remake, right? Because they because they showed the spoilers. You didn't beat the game, but the the specific Metroids that are in Fusion are at the end of of Samus Returns. Oh, okay. The X or whatever it's called, the the parasite that attaches mm-hmm. to you, it shows that at the very end of the game after the credits. So I would if if they would have announced Fusion, I would have given it half of a circle, and I would have argued for it. Sure, I would have given uh, it to you. I said a Splatoon Zelda Splatfest, so similar to what Trey said about the '99 event. Yeah, I thought they were going to do something special in Splatoon for it. Then I said uh, Zelda Game & Watch, just really leading into that, mm-hmm. <laughs> the parallels of uh Yeah, because you really wanted Mario it to be a Zelda Direct, but I knew it was not going to be a Zelda Direct. Uh-huh. I kind of knew that, yeah. I want I want a damn Zelda Game & Watch. It'd be so great. Sure, yeah. I mean, I'd mean, i love to have the original Zelda in a little package I could take with me everywhere. I'd probably be but more into that than, I don't know, I probably still wouldn't get one, but it's a little bit more in- intriguing to me <laughs> than, uh, than that. My Mario Kart uh, prediction was a collection. Yeah. I don't know why I thought that. I just like I'm gonna throw it down here. Mario Kart Collection. Sure, that's a logical so, assumption. Yeah, it was it was out there enough that I could have argued if it was like two games or something. I could have been like, well, that's still a collection. There was a, in my head. I was hoping for one that had like all of them up to eight. Sure. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I mean, I would love to. I would at least. I would love to just see all the levels redone if they would just release all the older levels that haven't been re-released. I don't know. I want a new Mario Kart. Damn it. Just just give me another one. I don't. I mean, maybe they're just maybe they just ran out of ideas and they don't know how to up one up eight because eight is so good. But I'd like to now have the new that one's c- going to be Super Mario Kart Eight Deluxe Deluxe. Yeah, they could at least add some DLC to it or something. You know, Deluxe Plus. give give you some more, give you some new tracks because it's still a really good game and I really like how you could you know all the mechanics. That, I, I want the mechanics to stay on there. I just want new levels. I just want like a whole new like. 32 tracks or whatever like i want like a full just wipe all Same. just start just give me a whole bunch of new tracks to, to memorize and love and all that and i still really like eight i just would love to have a new one 
you know, so I don't have to feel bad about not owning eight so many times every time I see people play it online. There was one that actually that I want to say before I forget. This was one that I wanted to put on my bingo sheet, but I didn't just because it's too weird. But I this is what I kind of wanted for myself. I wanted them to announce that there was going to be an English t- translation of Momotaro Dentetsu, which is ba- which is like a Mario Party style game. It's actually a lot like the Billion Road game that we have and play all the mm-hmm. time. But it's actually it, it's a game. It's a, it's on the Japanese eShop, and it actually like outsold Animal Crossing like last month. Like it's huge. It's like the number one seller in Japan right now. And I really want to play that game, and there's no um, English translation for it. So I was hoping that maybe. Since it was doing so well in Japan, they might think about bringing it over here. Does but, it lean uh, heavily on like on text? Do you think? I mean, it's it's a board game, so yeah. I mean, you can't you can't play it without reading it. It's 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 but it's like from what I heard from reading the the way the game works, it works pretty much exactly like Billion Road, which we already have. But this one has online and like more levels and stuff like that. So I was just kind of hoping hoping against hope that maybe that would be on there. I mean, you never know. I mean, it, I figured since it was doing so well that maybe they might want to release it here. I mean, I like, I like video game board games. Bring it over. Well, that that's the kind of thing that would belong on my list. Cause I really, these are all dream items for me. Uh, mm-hmm. So I also, I just got real specific with these predictions. Uh, Nintendo 64 on Nintendo online. I also said that. Yeah. yeah. It seemed like a reasonable guess, especially with anniversaries and the like. Um, I think then I would, said yeah. Disco Elysium. That was definitely an informed guess. That one I thought because might we actually kind happen. of know it's coming to Switch. I mean, it is coming to Switch. It was announced. Yeah, it was announced yeah. during the Game Awards. Even though it, they didn't show it, that it didn't say on the Game Awards that it was coming to Switch, but it is coming to Switch. I actually had to do a little little extra detective work on that. But yeah, it well, is, I specifically it is just to wrote Disco Elysium that way. Any sort of news or a video of it or sure, sure, sizzle reel, yeah. I would have given myself that one. I thought maybe that was going to happen. Let's uh, do yours real quick, John, so we can get into this actual direct. Sure. My pie in the sky, which will always be there. I'm going to state that now. It will always be there in the predictions every single time. So get used to it. Chibi Robo. Yeah. I want a Chibi Robo game, like something awful. Sure. So um, moving on to the serious ones, Smash character from Zelda. I thought that was for sure. You know, they knew we knew we were getting a Smash character. I definitely thought it was going to be from Zelda because of the anniversary. And somebody also pointed out that there's just not that many uh, Zelda characters in Smash. It's yeah. Ganon, Zelda, Sheik, Link, and I think that's it. And different Links, yeah. There's Young Link different and Toon Link, yeah. But it seems like it's overdue. Yeah, uh, I mean, you could at least throw I, some champions in there or something. Yeah, a champion for sure. Great. Yeah, that would give me the play again. People would love it, Urbosa or uh, well, any or of them. Right? Garuk or Garuk. whoever. Yeah, I said uh, new NSO system. I went general, sure, just to cover all my bases, and we were all wrong on that. So no mention yeah, about Nintendo guessed. Switch Online at all, not Nothing. even. So other than well, the online games that had a little disclaimer on the bottom that you oh yeah, a little icon, online. little icon on the screen, but not actually spoken or really, yeah. I thought we'd get a new mobile game because it's been a while since we got a new mobile game from Nintendo. Uh, at least three demos was my other guess. And we got two. I was so mad. <laughs> I was counting <laughs> all the demos. Like, come on, one more. I was, like, I, thought, oh. I was like, I thought we got a few demos, right? Was, was it only two? Yeah, two. What, what was the second was one? It. One was the, well, I think we uh, one all, was I think that we RPG all... game. The other one, I forget what it was. I was like, I think it, was we all... Cap- it was the arcade one. Oh, yeah, you're right. That yeah. was the one I counted as yeah, something. That t- counts as the demo, yeah. I guess if that counts as a demo, because I, I, 
I was counting a different demo. If that counts as a demo, then I got three. Yeah, so, but there, but there's only. I mean, I only thought there was one. I only thought I that think was it counts as a demo. That's only put that's, in the notes here. That's only two see, though. Which one was a demo? But you put down a demo that's not actually a demo. You you put down. I did. You put down bravely default two. That's been a demo already. It's not a new demo. Oh, okay. That was demo was from long ago. Was from a different from a trailer months ago. Yeah, there's actually been two of them. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. There was a new trailer that was dropping after the which I didn't watch, but and there there was a new trailer that happened after the direct. That's that's what they were talking about. I think I changed it on the notes. I said we were going to get a new F Zero Star F Zero Star Fox or Punch Out. One of those three. None of those three <laughs> happened. Put all put all three in one space. <laughs> right. Yeah. Zelda Anniversary Collection did not happen yet. Metroid Prime Four update nope. did not happen. No. <laughs> not, not not even an apology. <laughs> nope. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't get an apology. Come on. Oh no, we don't want apologies for everything, do we? <laughs> yeah. A new mini system of some kind. Nope. Oh, if we they, forget, they forgot about those. Yeah. Zelda 35 mentioned that already. A full game trial. No new full game trials. Well, we we got the whatever eat out two or whatever it's called. Overcooked. Overcooked. <laughs> Overcooked two. Yeah, that one. A cloud game, like Trey said. Uh, maybe this is a little bit out there, but I thought it was reasonable. My friend Pedro two or DLC for my my friend Pedro. I thought that was funny. That game, yeah, I thought that was just a funny comment. No, because that game is actually it sells pretty well. Like it yeah. was in the top twenty or whatever for a while. Um, it actually is doing pretty well. So I thought that's a realistic proposition. Cadence of Hyrule DLC. I think we're still going to get that, but they're just saving it for the Zelda announcement. Sure, crazy a crazy peripheral of some kind. You know, an off 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 the wall Nintendo thing, you know, whatever it might be. We didn't get we any crazy that. peripherals. Not since the ring. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> we need another ring. We need a helmet. Streaming video service. Whatever whatever one, you know, Netflix, Disney Plus. Remember when they said Disney Plus would come to Switch? What happened to that? It it is though, but it's like a but it's like asterisk. Like you have to basically you have to buy you have to buy the Hulu Disney Plus package and i think that's how you can do it it was one of those like it's like that two thousand fourteen hundred dollar check bullshit thing that's happening okay you know because we already paid you that's that's kind of like seems the same sort of shadiness bullshit that's going on with that is i feel like that's what they meant is that oh no you can get it if you get the the hulu espn disney plus thing so because then it'll go go through hulu your hulu app will include Streams all of those things. That that's Disney. what I that's what I was guessing because if you you know if you get stuff through Amazon, everything you get goes through Amazon. Like I was doing that cuz CBS All Access the app of it was crap on my computer on my phone, it wasn't mm-hmm. working. So I just got mm-hmm. it through Amazon so I could just play it through Amazon Prime. And that actually made it easier for me to watch stuff on like my PlayStation or whatever that has that. So Okay. So I don't I figured that was what it was. I don't know that 100% cuz I don't have that package, but I figured that that's what they meant. Was that maybe that since Hulu's there, you can use it through that? You know, correct okay. me if I'm wrong. You know, email us or whatever. But that's what I, I thought, thought we'd get an explanation of the Nintendo Concierge service. You know, they just announced that a couple days ago. It would seem logical that they would. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. One of my on, hey, one of my guesses was. Yeah, one of my guesses was based on that. I didn't get to it, but it was based on that. Yeah, the Microsoft support. I, I said that 
I thought Rare Replay was going to come just because I'm w- trying to will it into existence. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a really it was a really weird thing. Like you could set up a meeting or something. It's like, can we talk about my two sets of Joy Cons that have drift? Like, can we have a meeting about that? I don't know. <laughs> it's like the game counselor all over again. Yeah, is, is that what's is that what's going on? It's called concierge you know, now. We we should we should have the podcast and like to call one of those people and patch them into the Zoom. Like, surprise, you're on Nintendo Main. Can you tell us more about this concierge service? Yeah, we could try that. Maybe I don't know how to call in. I, I think that, I'm sure there's ways. Save that for the next Patreon. <laughs> this one's a little pie in the sky. Uh, I thought maybe a Sonic game developed by Nintendo. I guess wow. that's one of those things I'm I'm trying to will into to existence. Well, what was it? Uh, Sonic Lost World was published by Nintendo, right? The was one, on, the one on Wii U. Yep. I like that game. I still think Wasn't that game's really on, good. Was the one on DS? Too? No, I just think it was an early. The Sonic. It was like an early uh, demo they showed for the DS. Was like one of the first things they showed was the Sonic one. Sonic Rush. Yeah, Rush yeah. is the DS one. That one was mm. good too. But those are the two. Those are still 2D. That's why they were good. Originally, it just like showed him on the bottom screen. You're like rolling him or something. Oh, sure. I guess my line of thinking was, okay, Sonic kind of had a good year last year when we all didn't. You know, his movie did pretty well. Um, <laughs> maybe maybe Sega would sort of straighten up their act and be like, oh, shit, we got to find somebody who knows how to develop a Sonic game. Give it to Nintendo. I mean, they did. So, they, no, they, that didn't happen. I mean, they kind of did. They had Sonic Mania. That wasn't made by the regular sure. Sonic developers so they kind of threw it to somebody else and they did a better job with it so i don't know but we are kind of due we are kind of due for some new sonic news i mean aside from like the anime and stuff like that there's not really much other stuff going on yeah Yeah. i thought breath of the wild 2 update we all (laughs) thought that (laughs) a lot of people thought that on your perspective is a confirmation of no update an update? Does that count? I think it does count, actually. I think so. Count? I think that counts okay, as an update because right. cool. they did they did update you, so they mentioned it's still it, it so, still yeah. exists. We know that. Yeah, they did update you. Okay. Okay, that counts. You got Super any- Nintendo World update didn't happen. Yeah. And I thought we'd get a focus on a partnership with an unexpected developer. Yeah, that see that's a that's a good that's a good guess too. Because they because like they do do that a lot, but maybe they're saving that for another mini direct or something. Maybe because they've been doing I don't know. Maybe that's why I didn't see anything about Shin Megami Tensei three. But it just annoys me when games are available on the Japanese eShop, but they don't have an English translation, so I can't just like go get them. It's like it's right there. It's been out for months. Come on, just translate it. Let me play it. That's all I ask. Yeah. Like because I really want to play that one. That was. The Shimigami Tensei, like we did a whole episode about it. Obviously, I was excited about it. I ordered the fucking Super Nintendo translated game, which I didn't play because it's the wasn't even the one that I wanted. But you know, <laughs> I was excited about it. Is that it? Did for anybody you, get a bingo? Uh, did you? Didn't you also have GTA Five on yours? No, I didn't. I skipped that one. Oh, I thought you. I thought you did. Oh, I thought I saw it on yours too. Maybe that was somebody else had oh. it. I think I think Edwin had it on his on on Twitter, friend of the show, because him and Janet had it too. But um, yeah, I I didn't have bingo, but I did get eight correct out of eight all. And, you I, get, Jeremy? and I think I got the I guess, most. I guess I got five, but I'm counting another one I had, didn't mention that was at the end. I said new IP, and I think technically it wasn't a first party IP, but I didn't specify it had to be. So yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Just did too. She just had it, had that on there as well. Well, let's let's get into this to direct already. But okay, we so we start off the the, the direct starts with. And this one kind of threw me for a loop because it starts with Xenoblade Chronicles 2, the game that I've been playing like off and on. I was like, oh, hey, 
I, first thing I I should have noticed because you know there's a little line at the bottom that says like not actual video game footage. Mm-hmm. When I saw that, I was like, well, maybe it's. I was like, well, it's probably Smash Brothers. But then when I saw like Rex and and all and all the uh, and all the people from uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Two, I was like, oh hey, I thought maybe they're going to do another DLC thing. Maybe they're going to re-release it as like a Game of the Year edition or something, whatever you want to call it, where it has all that extra shit on there, like the Torna the the Torna expansion and all that stuff. And then I thought, and then when I saw like Rex like finding Pyra, I was like, I was like, oh wait, no, this is a fake out. I'm like, Rex is going to be in Smash. This is a Smash thing. Uh, and then Pyra or Pyra, however you want to pronounce it, uh, she turns around with her with her invitation. And I'm like, oh wait, cool. I mean, for me, being a huge fan of Xenoblade Chronicles, I think that's awesome. Like, I'm at, I'll buy her 100. percent I'll totally buy a Pyra and Mithra. Like, that's they're they're great. And spoilers. So I said, you love more sword people. I was gonna. I was gonna say. Uh, spo- I say spoilers for anybody who hasn't made it past that di- incredibly difficult boss on Xenoblade Chronicles Two. Pira is actually two people. <laughs> she's not just uh, one. She's two living beings in one person. She's Which, also a sword, right? She's a blade. Yeah, that's what they call them. Yeah. yeah. How many swords do we have in this game now? You know, there's a lot of people who punch in there too. There's a lot of fists. She's literally a sword. I need I need to go through and count all of them because you know there might be more fists than swords. But I like I like sword characters, so I don't care. They're like my favorite characters in Smash Brothers are sword characters, so so I'm into it. And it's I want I want her more than like Sora or like Doom Guy or like any of those other stupid Crash, like any of those other dumb characters that people have been like. Dante, like, who wants any of those assholes in there? Like, for real. You think Doom Guy's a dumb character? Yeah, I that think he's fucking me. stupid. He doesn't jump. Doom Guy doesn't jump. He never did. I mean, he does now in the new dumb one that I didn't like, the the new Doom, but I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I don't think Doom Guy makes sense as a character. I think, I think specific Doom, as in, like, Doom, you know, Doom that I like, he shouldn't jump or aim or anything. He just goes and kills demons. I don't know doesn't seem like a good character to me. I'd rather see like somebody like this in there. I'm like that's cool. I like those games. So, number 1, number 1 for me at the top. I was like, "All right. This might be a good one." So, I was expecting Mithra or Pirate to kill Mario, but that didn't happen. Mm. Oh yeah. But it was I mean, I I I really hope that there's two amiibos cuz I want I want the Mithra. I want the Mithra amiibo cuz she's she's the one that I use the most because Pyra's kind of a pushover. She's she's sort of like mm-hmm. she's sort of like, "Oh, I don't, you know, uh, she's like afraid of everything." But Mithra's like, "Fuck you. I'll kill you." And I'm like, "I like her. I'll keep her Can on my team." you switch between the two on the fly or do you have to like go into like uh, do you have to set them before your battles? You can switch them on the fly in the battles back and okay. forth whenever you want. So, and you can also do it in the menu. It gets it actually Never got that far. You kind of have to get to a point in the game, but yeah, like at a certain hour amount, you can switch them back and forth whenever you want. But I just kind of once she appeared, I just used her the whole time because I liked, I liked her character better. She was more like, you know, she was just angry and just she'd like fuck, fuck anybody up, and I, I like that. Was was that where they kind of did the um, where they did sort of the apology or their explanation of like not why they didn't have a direct for however long time. Because there was a part in there. Was that before or after the next thing? Do you remember? That was pretty early on where he said you'll just yeah, notice certain head directs in a while. I didn't really apologize. They just said it's yeah. been a while. Because uh, that, was, that was one of Jess's predictions was uh, apologize for no direct. And I said, I said we'll count it just because they still talk about not having a direct for a while. Like yeah, they, still, they still did a little thing where they mentioned it. So I, I, gave, I gave it to her. But... Uh, <laughs> So there, there was that, and then I think it went into the next thing, right? 
Yes. Right. The next thing was Fall Guys. Yeah. Which got me excited that I was going to get a bingo. Yeah, Jeremy had that one. Which that, that was right, a good... I thought I was like, cool, I got number two, I got one. Cool. Uh-huh. Oh, you got I thought one I was too, gonna have yeah. a good a good match here and, and I did not. Well my well my first the first uh, bingo spot that I got was new Super Smash Brothers Fighter is what what I put down. I made it general. Smart. Well I was I was originally just gonna put Super Smash Brothers news because I didn't even think it was gonna be a fighter. I thought it was just gonna be some dumb event or something. I don't know. Uh-huh. But they did already announce previously that there was going to be a Smash Fighter announced. Smash. Yeah, and it was a Smash focus. Oh, did they? Yeah. Well, they said that they, the, they they said that the direct was going to have updates for Smash and other available games and stuff that's coming out in the first part of the year. That's what all they said. So okay. I didn't remember they seeing didn't anything about a fighter. fighter. I figured right. everybody just automatically starts like jerking off to Sora or whatever once they see that. So <laughs> you know, it's it's just too much. So. So yeah, um, so Fall Guys, yeah, there it is. Now at the time where nobody really cares about it anymore, it's coming to Switch. It's true. I <laughs> I, I uh, booted it up on PlayStation a couple of days ago, and uh, it's on season three, and I was still playing in season one. So uh, I expected a bunch of changes, but it was exactly the same. Yeah, I my, I mean, uh, my levels just reset, but I was expecting to play different games, and I played for like twenty minutes a night. It was all levels I'd played before. Maybe they're working on this switch port. Yeah, I don't know. There's I mean, supposed to be a lot of other stuff, but yeah, um, no, there supposedly is. Maybe I just didn't randomly go to it, but um, I hopefully I get to play this game with you guys. I think it's it would be a fun game to play together. Is it gonna? Sure. I mean, you you gotta buy it though, right? Like you you bought it for PlayStation. I bought it. Yeah, um, maybe they'll include it with Switch Online, like they did with uh, PlayStation Plus for a little while or something. Yeah, but probably not. I yeah. don't know what they're going to charge for it. I don't I know which was it on PlayStation. I think it was thirty. Yeah, that's kind of high for that game for me. I, I don't know. It might have been twenty. It yeah. might have been twenty. It, it would have to be more in like the twenty and under. You know range what? I think me. it was twenty because because yeah. afterwards I I realized it, I I could have just bought PlayStation Plus for a month and gotten it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't really know anything about it. I just know that people liked it for a while and then, then now they don't care. So. That's kind of that's kind of how I feel yeah. about Fall Guys, but it was it was something I should have guessed. I guess once I saw it, I was like, "Oh shit!" Because I saw that Jeremy had already put it on there, and I was like, "Well, there it is." Okay, sugar should have figured that was coming. Uh, summer twenty twenty one announcement. But the one after that, I'm actually pretty excited about. Uh, that's Out- cool. Outer Wilds, which I heard about this game like two or three years ago. It was the same year that uh that game that you got, Jeremy, that you didn't beat the. The, the pirate one where it's like black and white where you got to talk Oberdin? to the guys. Yeah. It came out the same day as Oberdin or not same day, but it came out that same year. I actually have it written down here that it looks like a space Oberdin. That's kind of funny you say that. Well, cause it came out the same year and I remember I was listening to like a, it was a video game apocalypse episode mm-hmm. and, uh, and they were talking about their favorite games of the year and those were both on there. It was like outer wilds and, and Oberdin. I think it was the same year. Maybe I got it confused. Anyway, regardless, outer wilds, like I made a mark in my head. Cause like, I was like, this game sounds awesome. It sounds like Majora's mask in space, like a, an, mm-hmm. a like a, you know, a planet that's like destined to be destroyed. And you have to like relive this certain, this certain time period over and over again to try to figure out how to get your way out and all this stuff. And they were just really hyping it up. Everybody was, and I was like, that sounds awesome. And then it just kind of faded away. I thought it was like an Xbox ex- Xbox exclusive or something. It was in some way difficult to get, you know. It, for me, it wasn't on anything that I could get it on, but now it's coming to Switch, and that's cool. It looks amazing. I just like it. I love the visuals, and 
the concept of yeah going through over and over again and like i said it reminded me of Oberdin because you're like it kind of seems like you're investigating the aftermath of something yeah yeah no i'm definitely very excited about this and no specific date but it says summer 2021 so there you go uh famicom detective club i remember reading something about this this is actually as it says in the title it's a Famicom game that wasn't released here. That's like kind of like a point and click, uh, Phoenix righty looking thing. They actually showed a lot more footage in this on the Japanese direct than they did on the American direct. And, uh, was it, it on the disc system or was it on just on the Famicom? Because it's also the 35th anniversary of the d- disc system. I don't know. And maybe, yeah, I might have to do with that, with that anniversary, but, uh, regardless, they showed more footage of it on the Japanese one and it looks, it like it looks really pretty. Like it has really good animation. Like it almost uh-huh. looks like full blown like cartoon. Yeah, like, like so, an interactive cartoon. Yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm excited about this one. If it, I'm intrigued. You know, yeah. if the if the who knows if the pricing is right. I don't know how much it's going to be. I, I think it's. I did see a pricing structure for it, and it's like I want to say it's forty, and then you get a discount if you buy both. Yeah, I saw that. I looked in the Japanese eShop, and if you ch- if you have a Japanese account and you go to the eShop on there, they actually have all of the games that are announced on pre-order. So if you want to know how much the games cost, you can go in there and you know basically figure out the yen to USD division and all that, and you'll figure out what it is. But yeah, as of right now, this has a single one for forty. So that's kind of interesting. I was thinking that maybe both of them would be forty instead of like one for forty. That's that's what I found. So that's kind of high. And they're called for. They're called the missing heir and the girl who stands behind. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow, the girl who stands behind. That's a really creepy title. Sure, the one that waits for you or doesn't follow you. I don't know. But yeah, no, I'm intrigued. It's a it's like my birthday week game. So who knows? Maybe I'll have some extra money there. Then, but yeah, no, it looks cool. It reminds me of, like I said, like Phoenix Wright, but like way up resed and really cool animations and stuff like that. Uh, Samurai Warriors Five, <laughs> no interest whatsoever. But hey, nope. we get. Uh, I don't, why didn't Why did nobody put a Muso game on their on their uh, bingo here? I don't know. Yeah, that's just like Taylor's old sign there. I should have figured that there was going to be another fucking Muso game. That one was just kind of like, okay, looks cool. Kind of figured like we Not just got it. one, so this really surprised me that uh. it was was on your. Yeah, but we you know, just the other uh, one came out like three months ago. Yeah, but, but well, this is ago. the proper. But we're also Samurai getting warriors. But but we're also getting like Persona Five Strikers this week, so <laughs> we're getting another Muso game like in like two days. So who cares? You know that <laughs> apparently people like them, and it's coming out yeah, in they're, summer. So they're yeah, never going away. Apparently, yeah. We're this, getting uh, mucho Muso. <laughs> I have written uh, just as a joke. I wrote Odama too because it kind of looked kind of <laughs> like. You know, like the ball, yeah, the the uh, pinball strategy. I just was hoping for something really crazy. Yeah, not, and my crazy oh, peripheral thing would have been right too. Yeah. yeah, turns out it was the least crazy thing possible. Another Musou game. Yeah, that one was really like a sigh or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yawn. Next, <laughs> but Legend of Mana, maybe. Uh, Legend of Mana was a DS game, right? Like, because uh, I think I had it. Didn't you? Didn't you get Legend of Mana, or you ordered the? The um, import, Jeremy, you ordered one of them. So that was, was that on DS? Was it on DS or was it on Game Boy Advance? No, it wouldn't have been what? on D- I don't remember yeah. if DS was, was uh, region locked or not. So it might have been on Game Boy Advance. The one I bought from um, PlayAsia was from, was uh, on the D- original DS. 
Oh, okay. Then maybe it wasn't region locked. Regardless, you know, it's it looks pretty. It's a uh, you know old school action action RPG, Legend of Mana, Secret of Mana. You know, Seiken Densetsu, which I heard them say on the Japanese one when I watched it. I was like, I know those words, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's I I noticed that from going through these, I noticed that June's looking pretty looking looking pretty packed. So I probably won't get it because it's coming out like within the week of a couple other games that I really want. But you know, whatever. That's cool, more mana, whatever. Uh, yeah, so I, that's my note. Was it looks? It looks really nice. June looks crowded. I'll give it that. Yeah, no, it looks. It looks great. Uh, after that, this is probably my favorite thing on the whole thing. To tell you the truth, like my favorite announcement for the whole fucking direct is uh, the one that happened after this. Mario Golf Super Rush. That's yes. that's my favorite thing because because Mario has a cool name. Yeah, well because yeah. Well, it's funny cuz there was a typo in here on the notes where it said Mario Gold Super Rush and I was like that's funny cuz like like Gold Rush, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. But no, Mario Mario Golf. Uh thank God. I would love I love Mario Golf. Looks like this one has like a full story mode where, like with a map you can walk around with your character. Yes, that's awesome. Like that's fucking cool. Like So guess golf you got RPG. a bingo mark for this one. You did? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, Jeremy predicted Mario Golf. I should have thought. And I about actually that. have written here. I was like, as soon as they showed, I was like, make it an RPG, you cowards. <laughs> looks like they and are. It looks like they kind of did. They, well, they bring the me in somehow. Well, there's a story. Yeah, there's a story mode. I guess you can make. You must be able to make a me through. Well, you can make me's as your profile yeah. picture. So maybe right. it has something to do with that. I don't know how they're going to do it. But yeah, you can make your the own me. Is they like they didn't just don't even mention that the me maker is on the Switch, but it's it's in there. Yeah, no, it, yeah, it's in your profile, but uh, it it, could, it re- you know it reminds me of like a Mario Golf Advance, which is you know one probably one of the best Mario Golf games there are. Oh, just one of the best Game Boy Advance games. Yeah, and well, but you remember on that one, you there was the RPG, and you could mm-hmm. and through the connector, you could bring your characters into the game. No, you could do it on both of them. You could do the Game Boy Color one. You could bring your character into the sixty four one, and you can also yep. bring your character in the GameCube one. I thought. Through yep. the connector, because you had connectors for both of those. Which I didn't ever do, but I do own both games. I've just never done it. Um, and the Game Boy Color one is really good too. Like I, I bought it on uh, I bought it on the DSI or whatever. Yeah. I got it on the eShop for the 3DS. I think, it, and I think it's I awesome. might have it on the 3DS. I played it a lot. Like it's really really good, especially because you could do the, you know, you could do save states. So you could do like where you're on mm-hmm. the where you're on the green, and then you do save state, and you fuck up, and then you start again, and you fuck up, and it made Advanced it just has that yeah. built in. It made it easier for me to, you know, to play through it because I could just keep restarting whenever I screw up. Because I always screw up on the green. You know, everybody does. It's a short game, you know. Yeah, Mario Mario Golf Advance was the game I bought with my uh, SP when I bought my SP. Yeah, yeah. It was for that game. So definitely freaking excited about this game. When I saw the Speed Golf, I was like, I hope this like my first thought, and I wrote it on Twitter, of course. It's like, I hope you can play this online with friends, because that just looks like a ton of fun. I figured that's what it... It it has to be an online mode, because you can't... I mean, I guess... I'm like, how... I was like, are you going to do it with separate... I figured you would need a separate screen. Like, that you would need separate screens for all of you to do that. Unless it was just entirely against the computer. Because you're not going to be able to... I figured it had to be a multiplayer thing. What I tweeted was uh, the Speed Golf was a mixture of Mario Golf and Mario Kart 9. Or I said something like <laughs> Speed Golf is basically our Mario Kart 9. So I got a, so I got a bingo. <laughs> it's still winning. I want to see four people standing in front of one TV using the motion controls doing Speed Golf and just knocking each other the hell out. And just beating the shit out of each other. 
Yeah. Yeah. Motion control. Uh, we'll see. My, I don't know if it's just me, but Joy-Con motion does not work great for me at all on anything. Maybe it's the ones that I have now, but they've just not been great. <laughs> they've not been, which we'll talk about that later when it gets to, to another thing. But uh, A plus for me on Mario Super Rush, Mario Golf Super Rush. I'm really excited about that. It has to be online. I'd be really I think it's surprised. the thing I was most excited for yeah. also in the whole direct. It seems like the biggest announcement. And then after that, we got another ho-hum thing. Uh, <laughs> well, before that, actually, we got Monster Hunter Rise. Yeah. The release date was announced of uh, March 26th, and then they're, they're doing a Monster Hunter Switch system. Yeah, but that's all But that's all news we already said. Mm. That, that was actually during... It was a, just like a new trailer. That was during a oh, Monster... Okay. It was during a Monster Hunter direct that we actually talked mm-hmm. about when we had uh alex on here from super gg radio and yeah there, there's already they already had the system and the controller and the release date and all that stuff is already we've known that for months but the, okay. i think i think the only thing they showed that was new was there's some new monsters i think oh and like i guess the monsters can raid the town now and you're gonna have to defend the town so that's kind of cool uh, i mean i don't know if that was only in the japanese one but there's they like come into the actual area that you're at and they're fucking shit up and you got to fight them out. And there's a part where you like grab an ape with the, with the web Spider-Man thing and move it around. And I still said that I'd buy that game. So I don't know. It's, it still keeps looking cooler and cooler. So I really hope it, that it doesn't end up disappointing me for the year, but I still want to get it. I totally mix. I totally skipped monster Hunter rise, but that was one that I got. Uh, that was one that I got a bingo for. Cause I put monster hunter in there. Cause I knew they were going to, they had to mention that it's, it's right around the corner, you know? Mm-hmm. So I got a bingo for that. Tales from Borderlands. That's another. Uh, was that a Telltale game? It's a Telltale. Yeah, it's a, it's a Telltale game. And they don't exist anymore. They don't, but they nope. do. I mean, they when they didn't exist, the Batman ones released on Switch. So they're still. Yeah. Okay. I think the same thing with the Minecraft story too. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. They they do. I think somebody still... came in and bought up all the games and yeah, is releasing them. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's what's happening. But that was one like I'm like okay, whatever, ho hum, no pass. I don't care. Don't really care. You know, I thought about maybe getting Borderlands just just like so me and me and Jeremy could play it online or something. That was the only thing I was thinking because I know you have it and we could play it online. Mm-hmm. We could like stream it online or something like that. I'd buy it, but uh, but Tales from Borderlands, I'm just like I don't really care. Never cared about the story. I played through Borderlands one all the way. Never gave a shit about what was happening with the characters. I just wanted to shoot people and get new uh, weapon drops and all that stuff. This is another one. Next one was another one that I got on the bingo card. Uh, Capcom Arcade Stadium. That was mm-hmm. on my bingo card. Uh, and the only reason it was you because... You said that game specifically, too, didn't you? I said Capcom Arcade Stadium, yeah. I just 100%. said I, I got one for being available today. That's what I gave it. Yeah, actually, they were right next to each other. I have a Capcom Arcade Stadium and available today right next to each other. Nice. But uh, I was, I, I was kind of like, you know, I wasn't sure what to put on the bingo card, so I just started looking through the eShop. At what was coming up next. And I was like, oh, Capcom Arcade Stadium. I forgot about that. I bet they'll talk about that. So I put it on there. And it's weird, man. So it's a, so there's a demo of sorts. You get to play 1943, which is a top-down shooter. You can play it in like a Tate mode, whatever, vertical mode. But that's all you can play. And you can buy $15 sets. And there's 10 games per set. So there's 30 games. So there's, yeah, 30 games total. Basically, I just wanted to play Strider. But I'd have to pay $15 just for Strider. Because in that set, it basically comes with a lot of games that I already have. It comes with Final Fight. It comes with Street Fighter. All the Street Fighter stuff that's on there, you can get in the Street Fighter, the Anniversary Edition, the 25th Anniversary or whatever. They're all on there. 
which I already have. Or the beat 'em up bundle, a lot of stuff is on there that's on this as well. So it's like, you know, it's like, what am I really looking for here? I want Strider, but I don't want to pay $15 for it. That, that's kind of how I feel. Seems like it would have been better for them to say, okay, Capcom Arcade Stadium, you download that for free. And then each of the games is $5. Mm-hmm. But if you want to buy a couple of them, here are some packages where you can lower that price to $3 per game or whatever. That would be so a better... Either or yeah. would be better. That'd be a better plan because then I could just get Strider for $5 and just play that. Because right. that's the only one I've never... I've actually like not played. Even though there are some interesting uh, robot fighting games on there that look kind of cool. But I don't want to pay. I don't want to pay that much. I'm just... I don't want to pay $15 for that. That's just not worth it to me. Sorry. The biggest appeal for this to me, honestly, was just like, oh, can you walk around this arcade and see all the games playing at the same time? Like, that'd be kind of cool, but can it, you? it doesn't seem like that. It just, like, you just select them. And you can play, you, you can use it like a border and it's kind of tilted, but mm-hmm. I never play like that. It just, it just feels weird to me. I'd rather just play it like it's a regular game, you know? I don't want to feel... I don't want to feel like the inability to do the moves that I'm trying to boot, do in an arcade. Like I don't need that. Like, I'd rather just make it, just make the picture look nice, so I know what's happening. And then so this, <laughs> I want, I want one of these packages to come out because we had so many of these arcade packages, right? Yeah. I want some package along the lines of what Jeremy was saying with a better presentation to display all the games. And I think that presentation should be a game in and of itself about an arcade, where you have to like maybe you're some kid coming into the arcade and. You have to beat this game to unlock that game or whatever. And there's some kind of extra story on there that tells what it was like to actually be a kid in the eighties playing in an arcade. Maybe have like a chronological release of them as you play through it. That'd be really cool. A career mode right. or something. Yeah, that'd be cool. Right. Into that. And maybe your character grows up as the years go and damn. <laughs> I like it. It's about time. Somebody do a game like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, that'd be, that'd be great. Uh, moving on, it's probably the most random announcement in all of these uh, game I completely forgot about. Uh, Stub the Stubbs the Zombie. Yeah, that was so random. In, in Rebels and Rebel Without a Pulse. What the fuck, man? <laughs> I, I looked it up. It was like a 20, 2005 Xbox exclusive that like nobody remembers or cares about. But I, I thought that I knew actually somebody who was on who was a voice on that from a movie that I did. But I think he was a voice on Grab on Grabby by the Ghoulies or Grab by the Ghoulies, the the mm-hmm. rare game that was like a that was like a whatever. But yeah, what a weird game. But I'm probably gonna buy it anyway just because I like these weird old horror games. But I remember, yeah, yeah year, years ago I was hanging out with Dan. It, this had to have been at least a decade ago because it was I think it was this 360. He's like, today we're gonna hang out because I was gonna go hang out with him. He's like, today we're gonna hang out and I'm gonna show you one of my favorite games, Stubbs the Zombie. <laughs> He like downloaded it. Wow! I remember he was like talking it up a bunch, and it took a while to download. Why didn't he then download he it before you got there? That's, that's so it's so inconsiderate. Remember. This is just how I remember it going down. And, uh, and then we started playing it, and we like stopped playing it pretty quickly because it wasn't as fun as he remembered. Wow, that's hilarious! He should have downloaded. <laughs> he should have downloaded it before you got there, though. That's that's so weird. He's like, I liked it so much that I want you to feel the anticipation that I had before I got it. So we're gonna sit here and watch the download bar move. Yeah, that's funny. That's a weird, like, it, it sounds like you're, like, going to his talk show or something. He's like, today we're going to be playing Stubbs the Zombie. <laughs> we have Jeremy on today to play Stubbs the Zombie. It's like it's like the podcast and hangout form. Yeah, it's a weird, it's just a weird thing, and I don't know. It's just like, okay, there you go. Stubbs. Way to, way to go, buddy. After that, after that's another one that no one asked for. This is a funny one, because 
go back to when we talked about Metopia, but you know, Jess, Jess and I, we both bought Metopia, and, and Jess more than me absolutely hated it. She thought it was garbage, and uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty bad too. But I didn't play it as much as she did, so she hated it a lot more than I did. But it's basically like you know, people call Pokemon beginners RPG. This is like beginners RPG. I mean, you don't. There's not even a map. You don't even go anywhere. It just automatically takes you somewhere, and you fight. That's all you do. It's, I don't know, it's a really weird, I'm surprised that none of us predicted, or did, did any of you guys predict 3DS port? Because that would have been a great thing to put on your bingo card. No. Because I think I might have saw that somewhere, because Metopia, shit, like that was like, a, that came out of nowhere. I just said that I wished it were Mitomo, and and then what, didn't you say something about Horse Edition? <laughs> yeah, I said I said Mitomo Horse Edition, because there's they horses make a joke in it now. That, that's yeah. pretty, would you like to have a horse? That sounds pretty barn good. It's yeah. I don't don't buy it. It's I, I saw it. I saw it on the Japanese eShop. It's fifty dollars. Don't buy it. Like it. I don't know. It seems funny. I don't know. I know like a, one of our. You know, we had a guest that liked it, but it's. I don't. I I don't recommend it to anybody. I thought it was bad. It's a strange choice. It's really. It, that is, yeah. It's, it's that's a, a very left field choice. It's a weird. Mm. It's a weird game. I didn't think it was a very good game. Right. I thought. I thought the RPG ness of it was very was just minimal and it's just so simple and it's and you don't even you get to create your own characters but you don't even get to play as them they get taken away from you so you have to make new characters so all the ones that you made are gone and it's just it's just dumb it's a dumb game so it's definitely uh at least we're seeing some me representation in this direct that's the second like me stuff they showed yeah yeah there you go i mean we Um, did we did have the Mii Fighters, you know, a while, a while back. That's true. They are in Smash. Mm-hmm. Chronologically, they mentioned uh, this other game first. I don't know if we accidentally skipped over it or you just have it listed differently, but Neon White. Oh, no, I haven't got I haven't got there yet. Oh, I skipped over it. Sorry, I completely skipped it. Um, yeah, I went from <laughs> I went from Stubbs to Miitopia. I don't know why I did that. Yeah, No More Heroes 3. That was actually on my bingo card. I just put it as No More Heroes, but I didn't write the 3 in there because I was being lazy. I meant No yeah, More Heroes 3. But Good I figured lady. that would be on there. I wanted it to be on there. Um, it's, I, I, it shows that you can do the jobs in there now, but they're not the they're not the cool like NES ones like two. But it it, nope. it made it sound like there's gonna be maybe an open world in there. That's kind of what I gathered from what they were saying. So cool, you know. But I mean, I'm on board for No More Heroes three, no matter what. It doesn't really matter what they. I'm that one's. I'm in on that one regardless and thankfully did we already know about the aliens or is that something they just introduced uh no we did they they had the okay. weird like kind of a convoluted trailer where it was like superheroes but they were aliens too and i don't know you know it's no more heroes it's gonna be bizarre and weird and that's just kind of how it how it goes and this is when i first noticed like they said it had an august release date and i was like wait a minute that's not the first half like you said it was gonna be nintendo mm-hmm. yeah because there were ones that weren't on there like the next one which uh, this was one that was on Jess's bingo and your bingo as well, Jeremy, was basically a new IP. And Jess, Jess put down ne- a never heard of before release. So Neon White, I've never heard of Neon White, which basically what I saw of this game, it reminds me of Ghost Runner with cards. It basically looks the same as that game that I played that was the, that was the first person uh, Katana Zero. It basically looks like that, except you have a card system also. I didn't and know until Japanese. just now, but it was made by the person who made Donut County. Neon White is? Yeah. Oh, weird. Okay. So it's like not even Japanese, I don't think. Or yeah, maybe it so is. So that's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. That, uh, yeah I'm this, intru- is, I'm this in- is the follow up to Donut County, pretty much. 
I'm intrigued by Neon White. I mean, I'm you know, I, and that one's and that one's slated for winter, so like Christmas, so it's still kind of breaking what they said they were gonna do. Mm-hmm. So DC superheroes, Teen Girl Power. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not. It's not for my age. You know, it's I'm I'm glad that there's some female superhero representation on there, but it's not really for me. That's all I can really I say was, about yeah, I that. The same. I thought it was nice for young girls to have a superhero game. And then toward the end of the trailer, they said, and one of the things we can do, we like to go shopping. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's kind of weird. I mean, yeah, because yeah. I was like, oh, they're going to start fighting soon. And it seemed like it was more leading into the shopping element. And that's another that's another one for um, June. It's another packing June there. So like I said, June's got a bunch of shit. After that, uh, the Plants vs. Zombie third-person shooter game. Now, this has been like an <laughs> Xbox exclusive for a while, right? I remember hearing about this. Yeah. It's like, what was it called? Like Garden? Garden Warfare. Garden Warfare, yeah. I've and never played it. I never really cared to. It's been a while. Like, I thought it's been out for a while. Like, yes. I'd say like six or seven years at least, but. I think yeah. it came out before Plants vs. Zombies 2. Okay. Yeah, I just remember hearing about it, and I was like, okay, that's not really the way I liked playing Plants vs. Zombies, but whatever. Same. Like, I I played the first one, and I think you did too, Trey. Yeah. Yeah, the first I played, one was great. I beat it. It's a there's. I've only beat like two games on my on my phone, and that one of them was Plants vs Zombies. It was like Plants vs Zombies and Jetpack Joyride. I think were the only two that I beat that I played all the way through because they were fun. But yeah, it's a. I don't know. I mean, if it's free to play, I'll try it for a week and then delete it after that, like most free to play games. But I don't know. It's coming out soon. It's in March, March nineteenth. Uh, we talked about Metopia because I skipped it back by to it back. <laughs> Uh, this is another one I got on Bingo, Animal Crossing. I just put Animal Crossing news, but I meant, you know, I meant yeah, I meant the furniture or whatever. But yeah, here's here's the Super Mario, the Mario themed furniture. Uh, I'm really happy that you can warp across the island with warp pipes. That's really fucking cool. That's something Agreed. that I wished was on there because, you know, because I was playing Xenoblade where you can just warp wherever. And I'm like, why can't I just warp places on, this on, seems on cool Animal Crossing? This <laughs> nearly, you know, like it's the very tail end of the... Of- the full animal crossing year that we had that we finally get the warp pipe in February yeah. <laughs> of the next year. How much would that have ruled to have that warp pipe? Like I probably would have built my whole Island differently based around the warp pipe. Yeah. Based around the warp pipe. I, I mean, it's, I like it. I'm like, yay, warps. Mm-hmm. Cool. And there's a lot of really cool stuff in there. There's like, I saw there's a Wario costume, Mario and Luigi, uh, peach dresses, uh, there's a there's like womps and thwomps whatever you call them like uh there's a different there's the blocks you know where you can interact with them and hit them with your head and all that stuff it's like virtually doing all the stuff from Super Nintendo World except it looks cooler on the Animal Crossing than it did how the soon are we gonna see that. a Super Nintendo World recreated in Animal Crossing I'm guessing day one somebody will probably try to make it as best as they can mm-hmm. yeah I see that so that's yeah it's a couple weeks away so that's like that's their the newest... beginning of March right yeah correct. It says there's a 225 update and the items available on the first, so not wow. that long from now. So close to a year. <laughs> and uh, then after this, this is a Jeremy one, pretty much. Uh, I don't really know how I feel about this game, to tell you the truth, but just I don't either. Just made a funny comment about it while we were watching it. She said uh, that pro- that, that uh, Project Triangle strategy sounded sounded like a way to get laid or a, or a plan to get it laid. It does. Yeah, it sounds like a, it's going to be like a dating simulator. You know, some so, sort of salacious game. Well, she thought yeah, it was like some game. You know, she thought it was like you know, like triangle, like uh, especially you know, since yeah. like they say, area, uh, yeah, they say at the beginning, and I wrote down ideal espousing simulator. That's what I called it before <laughs> they revealed the titer. 
title because that's how they lead into it. It's like really heavy. Like, are you pragmatic or are you like uh, boastful? And this, like, it's describing all these like almost like the seven deadly sin kind of like sure. aspects of humanity. Which of these do you fall under? Uh, which of these ideals do you espouse? It says that. I'm like that. Just seems so funny to like. I don't know what what kind of how heavy is this goddamn game? Like mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta yeah. espouse specific ideals. But um, I looked up espouse online because I wasn't 100 percent sure what it meant, and it it means just to like you know back up an ideal or get behind it. So it totally makes sense that it's a morality based thing. Oh, okay, but it also literally means to marry. Espousing is to yeah. marry. Someone, okay. So. Well, I mean, spouse. I figured it had something to do. That really with that. falls into that project triangle being like a love. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> it's a uh, yeah. Actually, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, I'm gonna get a check mark for my Final Fantasy Square. I was like, oh, because I thought it was gonna be a Final Fantasy Tactics game. Like that's the first thing I thought that maybe it was a remake of Tactics Advance or something like that. I don't know. This was the one I, I was it- counting as the new IP, by the way. Oh, you're okay. counting this as okay because because I they called it a new game in the HD 2D series. Well, because it's unofficially a sequel to Octopath, Octopath. Traveler, or it's like uh, in the same universe or something. Yeah. Well, because it has the same fucking graphics. <laughs> it looks because exactly there is the same, well, there's yeah. an Octopath Traveler two in the works. So yeah, that's why I wouldn't say it's a direct sequel. Somebody, somebody on Twitter, it might have been somebody from X, like old US, you know, US gamer, but uh. Somebody said that I really like the underlined series of, of Square Enix games because it's like it's like Bravely Default and there's the underline. It's like mm-hmm. Project Project Octopath Traveler underline, like Triangle Strategy underline. It's like all the same font, like with an underline under everything. Well, yeah, it's all like the work in progress thing, and they stuck to it with Octopath, but I think with Bravely Default they've changed sort of like what it looks like a little more. Mm-hmm. Not, this is probably not even the final name of this game. Maybe it will be though, because Octopath Traveler was also a working title and then this, they kept it. Yeah, I think I think it was called Project Octopath Traveler, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you can't change Project Triangle Strategy. I hope not. Stupid name. But I mean, PTS, so is, but so is Octopath PTS, Traveler. Yeah. All I, these names are insane. Octopath <laughs> Traveler, Bravely Default, Triangle I mean, this is Strategy. Well, I mean, we talked about it before, but like the Bravely Default thing is hilarious because there's Bravely Default 1 and then there's Bravely 2nd, which was supposed to be Bravely Default 2. But now there's also Bravely Default 2. It's like, okay. (laughs) I will say (laughs) Octopath was not as bloody as this. This game's bloody. Mm -hmm. I wasn't expecting this 2D blood. Like I played a little, I didn't play super far into it, but when you get, when somebody gets killed in the game, they like a pool of blood develops around them as they're laying on the ground. Yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll play the demo for. Gruesome. I'll play the demo for next week. I'm just not really. Uh, I mean, I have, I have strategy game. I got fire. I don't really I still need to beat. You know, I'm like strategy I'm, games that much. I try. Yeah, I mean, I, I have, fail every time. If I want to get into one, I want to play the rest of Fire Emblem because that game's really mm-hmm. good. But I just I can't see myself getting into this one. Yeah. Even this like, was the point where I really just started to tune out on this direct. I thought, okay, <laughs> yeah. this is not for me. <laughs> we started with the Xenoblade yeah. Blade thing, and now we're doing this. And there was like, mm-hmm. how many RPGs were in here? I think, yeah, but there's not even five or something. But there's not though. I mean, because I'm the RPG guy, and mm-hmm. and they they kind of there's not really any. I mean, what do you got? You got like Metopia, kinda Legend of Mana, Le- Legend of Mana, kinda. That's but an I mean, action adventure. But it's not really anything that I wanted from the RPG aspect here. You know, it's like, for me, it was like, oh, okay, 
This obviously, this direct obviously is not for me either. Like, I don't know who it was for. But yeah, Project Triangle strategy, I was like, all right, whatever. But it's, yeah, demo out today. I'm not super duper. Like, this is no Octopath had me hyped when I saw it. Yeah. And had I, had I seen this one first because of the visual style, I would have been felt similarly. But as soon as they said it was a strategy game, I would have been like, yeah. nope, which is kind of how I am right now. And we were watching, uh, Jess and I, we were, we were watching Rebels earlier, the, the show, which is excellent, just because I wanted to finish it. I never got all the way through. We're on like the fifth season now. But uh, but I was like, while we were watching it before the direct, I was like, I should have set a Star Wars game. I was like, I should have set a Star Wars game. Because there was that rumor that uh, Republican Commando was going to come out, the Xbox-only game, which I'll get that. I never got to play it. The one where, you, you, where you're the Stormtroopers, the Clone Troopers. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was going to be that, but it's... Um, Star Wars Hunters, <laughs> the sequel to Metroid Prime Hunters, <laughs> this, this was my joke. But uh, yeah, it's probably going to be a free-to-play game. I don't know, maybe. It gave me the free-to-play game vibes, I guess. Yeah, it looks Fortnite-y. It looked, mm-hmm. it looked like a yeah, like third-person third person battle game, whatever. There's Jedis in it. Too, I, I saw some lightsabers. That makes it a little bit cooler to me, I guess. I don't know. I was hoping for... I mean, when I see Star Wars, I want, I want like Knights of the Old Republic... Like, where are those at? They're on iPad, iPhone, whatever. Put them on there. So, it's a weird one. Uh, Knockout City, dodgeball game. Basically kind of looked like dodgeball meets... Uh, Splatoon. Splatoon. I, I thought it was like dodgeball meet, meets Ninjala is what I thought from it. Oh, Ninjala, oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, it kind of had the art style of Ninjala, but it could be cool yeah. for a free-to-play game. It is an EA game, though, so I don't know if they do free-to-play stuff. I don't know. Maybe they maybe they would charge you for it, but it looks kind of neat. I mean, John maybe made had a dodgeball game since Super Dodgeball. Yeah, or at least a good one. Yeah, Super Dodgeball is really cool. So I mean, if it's free to play, I'll try it for sure. It's the just a weird. Pretty weird. It was really weird. Is that the one where it showed like all the characters playing the game, like an ogre? Yeah, and they all kind of look like none of them looked like they belong together. You know, like they were from different video game universes. Yeah. It was definitely. Right. It was definitely. I like wrote. A, I wrote that it had strong drawn together vibes. It reminded me of that show drawn together. Oh, is oh, that sure, what you're yeah. talking about? I thought yeah. you were talking about the one after this, which I never saw drawn together, so I don't really know what you're talking about. But, uh, <laughs> but it, uh, yeah, it was just. It, it seemed like it was really trying to cater to the Zoomers or whatever they call them, the the kids, like that the, are the people that us. love The Office and shows like that, where they got the little fake interviews in between scenes. I mean, a lot of people like yeah, that show, yeah. though. I mean, like forty year olds like that show. I thought it was, but uh, yeah, I thought it was supposed to be them like game chatting or something like that. I don't know. After this, uh, World's End Club, which will probably end up being good because it's made by the Danganronpa guys, and like people who play those games fucking love those games. So it was Danganronpa, and also like another one of those like mystery uh, point and click visual novel type games. And the people who play them like swear by them. So I mean, I think it looks really cool. It's yeah. really like charming. For sure. Yeah. So I mean, I'm kind of I'm kind of open on that one. I'm like, eh, you know, maybe this this one was for Jeremy and Jeremy alone. I thought this was really weird that uh, super weird. I thought it was weird to announce a physical release of something in a direct. Has anybody ever had they ever done that before? I mean, they used to back when. Well, well it's yeah. not directs because by the time directs became a thing, we were mostly digital. I know, but to s- than amiibo. To spe- I guess they would. I guess they would show like deluxe editions. Because I, I remember, like, Project Octopath Traveler, they are like, here's this deluxe edition with this pop-up mm-hmm. book and all this stuff. So they did a lot of that. 
but it's kind of been out since September or yeah, whenever it came out. Yeah. But it's kind of weird to show a game that's been out for a while and it's like, Oh, here, by the way, here's the deluxe edition. I thought that was a really weird. I was like, Oh, I was like, that's strange. I mean, they probably just never expected right. it to sell as well as it did. Yeah. I mean, it was really, I mean, it was, it was like pretty much a switch exclusive somewhat when it, I mean, it was big for the system. It still is. Uh, I don't think it's on anything besides the switch and PC. So that was a big, I mean, that's a huge deal for Nintendo, obviously, with like how much people loved Hades and all that stuff. So oh, and, it was definitely, yeah. And Jeremy, yeah. I, yeah. And I mean, and it's got some cool stuff. It's got a, you it was, know, it's something that people will still be talking about years from now, I think. It's got a, it's got the soundtrack. It's got an art book, like with all the pictures mm-hmm. from the game, you know, like. Which I can attest to the soundtrack being very, very nice. Yeah, you that's have the soundtrack. That's all I was doing in my car. Yeah, so I mean, it's. It's cool, and and you know the the art the art for the game is really interesting. So people who are really into the characters, like they you know they there's like full page whatever pictures of them on there. So you can hang them up and there you and go. Ship them in your dreams. I, I wish I knew exactly when I like John was saying uh, exactly when I realized that this direct was not really going the right way for me. I guess I'm one of those people. I that, knew it when I saw you tweet me, "Hey Jeremy, where's all the Zelda news?" Oh yeah, when I tweeted <laughs> when I tweeted at you, I'm like, hey. uh yeah, I mean, I, I'm one of those. I mean, you gotta stay till the end. I always, I'm one of those persons that like. Even oh, I mean, I, I was not gonna duck out of the first direct yeah. for 530 days. Yeah, I mean, even when I watch a shitty movie, I still want to see how it ends to see like. I mean, I watched the entirety of the new stand show, which was awful, but I just wanted to see how it ended. But you know, I'll st- I'll, st- I'll stick through a lot of crap. But I, I was wondering when I was when I was like, this isn't really what I wanted. I'm an RPG person, and it, not not a whole lot of the RPG stuff really excited me on this. But speaking about another thing that doesn't really excite me, uh, there's a Ninja Gaiden Master Collection coming out with three Ninja this Gaiden one that games. I, was interested in, though. I thought, I mean, I, I'm in a stealthy mood right now. These games man, aren't so. these games aren't stealthy though. <laughs> they're they're more like kill everything and get killed oh, yourself okay, multiple times. I'll say I think you're thinking more of of Tenchu. That's, they're like that's, really that's hard, stealthy. right? Uh, I have I bought Ninja Gaiden three for Wii U because it was on sale at Best Buy for like six ninety nine. It was like when those uh. When they they did like that one and Zombie U were like mm-hmm. both like seven dollars six or seven dollars, and I just went in there and bought it and I played it for a while until I got bored with it and then I never played it again. But it's not really, from what I played of it, it was not it was not stealthy it at all. It was all just like weird camera angles. You couldn't really change the camera angle. You like went to a thing. You fought some guys from a pick from a pick's perspective and you go to Isn't another your headband, part. And, like really really long. You go into another part and fight more guys. I don't remember that, but. It wasn't really. It was like an action game. It was like kind of like Bayonetta. If Bayonetta wasn't good, that's kind of how it felt like. I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't. Well, yeah, I was. Got, I always got the impression that they added yeah. some stealth element to it. I know the original Ninja Gaidens are action games, but I thought yeah. bringing it into 3D. Okay, they're gonna lean more into the ninja part of things, but I guess they didn't. I mean, I, said I only played fast and frenzied combos. Yeah, I only played three, and it felt like an action game, but it didn't really. It didn't really hit for me. And it was, I think I got it right before Bayonetta 2, like Bayonetta 1 and 2 came out on, on Wii U. And then I was like, oh, okay, now I get it. This makes sense. But the other one was just, mm. I just remember, yeah, people getting really frustrated with it because of the difficulty. And I think also because of the fixed camera angles were really bad. That's why they like remade, why they were like re-released versions that kind of like tried to fix that, I think. I mean, correct me if, if I'm wrong, like through the email or whatever, but I just don't really, I just don't really care. You know, and it's another one for June. <laughs> Kick it off the list, because for June I got I got Mario Golf and Ease Nine. 
that's that's all I need, you know. That's already, you know, that's enough. I said I don't need no more games than that. You got an expansion pass for Hyrule Warriors. More with, Musou. Uh, more Warriors. Yep. Or Miso or Muso, yeah. Muso. Yeah, this one this is another one where I'm like, okay, uh cool. Sure. And I was and I had one of the one of the things on my bingo was uh Zelda anything. So I guess that would count as Zelda anything, even though I, I didn't cross it off. I love that John Cusack movie. Zelda anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually, you know, that movie's actually good still. You should watch it. Is that where at the end he holds up the uh, Sheikah slate like this? Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, the one. That one. <laughs> it's one of the few romantic comedies where the guy actually doesn't, like, force himself on the girl until she gives in. He's actually a nice person in that movie. I don't know what that means. Uh, I fig- I thought there was already an expansion pack for Age of Calamity. but uh, I think there was, so there's more now. Okay, there's another one. Cool. <laughs> if you ever get that one, John, you could think I mean, about getting that. At least they're still maybe. supporting it. That's cool. Yeah, and then uh, more bravely default two stuff. That one's you know coming out in like it's a week. A definite buy by you, right? I'm getting it. Yeah, there were there was yeah. more footage that looked cool. I mean, there's lots of really cool cinematic stuff. I like that. The only I secretly hoped in my heart that this direct was going to be like a. Uh, like Shin Megami Tensei Three Nocturnes out now. Go get it, and then I would have mm. just said "fuck Bravely Default" and bought that instead. Or if they would have said "Ease Nines out now," you don't have to wait till June. I would have said "fuck Bravely Default" and got that also is what I would have done. But it didn't happen, so that's what I always hope slash fear is that there's going to be some game that comes out that's that I waited for that they're like, oh yeah, by the way, it's out because we don't really care that much about the games that you like. But uh, you know, <laughs> I thought that was going to be, and that's that. But there's a new trailer. Didn't see it. Uh, Ghosts and Goblins, the new one with the weird art style, like that's coming out like the same week as Bravely Default 2 next week. I don't know. I'm not really good at those games. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pass. Isn't uh, did did Ghosts and Goblins ever make it to the the Super Nintendo Switch Online? I don't think it did, right? I don't think so. It's it on the classic. The, uh, uh-huh. It's on the classic, but it's not on the Switch. Like it's not on no. the paid DLC or whatever. So if you want to play it, you either got to get it through the Capcom Arcade Collection, or you got to get get this new one. But I was never really that. I mean, I played the Super Nintendo one probably the most on the Wii and the Virtual Console. But I mean, it's not really. Those games are really hard. I don't know. Right, it was never <laughs> they're, for me. They're not really. They're not really my thing. So I'm not really that excited about that one. Uh, Saga Frontier. I'm sort of excited for. I don't know. It looks cool. It they, looks nice. Weirdly, uh, as a, this opposed to the Japanese presentation, and the Japanese presentation, Saga Frontier is actually the very beginning of the video. And Fall Guys is at the end, which I thought was funny. You can tell the culture, like how they feel. Because we have Fall Guys at the beginning of ours, and Fall Guys is at the end of Japan. They're like, we don't care about Fall Guys, but at the very mm-hmm. end. And whereas this one actually starts with like Saga Frontier, it starts with the Danganronpa thing, like that game. Like it's all these other like Japanese stuff. So that's one. I mean, it's coming out in April. There's nothing happening in April so far. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll get that. Um, Apex Legends, this is one that was on my bingo card just because I knew that Apex Legends was announced. Mm-hmm. So I put that down, Apex Legends, and there it and is. They would at least show it, yeah. Yeah, they I figured they would show, show it. a very for, brief flash of it. I, show, I figured they'd show it running because it's coming out like in a week, so there it is. March 9th. I mean, it's going to be free to play as I, as it as it is. It's like another, uh, you know, it's another Fortnite, except you don't have to build anything, so I'll try it. Like I said, like most free-to-play games, I'll download it, probably play it for a week and delete it, you know? But I, you know, people still play it. People still really like it, so I'll give it a go. And then we got our Breath of the Wild two non news, but still counts as news. Our damage control. Yeah, that was kind of yeah. It was definitely damage control. It was the same thing as the like the Pokemon guy when he showed up and mm-hmm. he's like, "Hey, I swear we're working on stuff." 
So that was kind of a weird way to do it because I know people Even really. Sakurai, I feel, was like that with some aspects of Smash. Oh sure, yeah, and I, I mean, I, I, I am among these people. I was definitely really hoping to see some Breath of the Wild two stuff. I think we all were. Right. I mean, yeah, they so are... I think I mentioned this to you guys early on in our Slack, but I think that that's going to come in April after the March thirty first when the Mario thirty five celebration is officially over. Then we'll get this news and. Because there's no way that it's been like two years since they announced this Breath of the Wild 2, and they don't have any updates right now. Come on. Mm. So they've got one ready to go. They're just waiting on Mario celebration to be over so they can shift focus. Well, he said we'd get more news about it this year, which doesn't really narrow it down that much because there's a lot of year left. But I think I kind of buy into the end of the Mario thing because, yeah, the 31st for some reason was there was their line of mm-hmm. when stuff was going to stop being available. Also, uh, yeah, the fact that there's the Mario stuff in Animal Crossing, like they're still, they're still sort still of talking about it. the yeah. Mario stuff, yeah. Well, and they, they briefly they briefly mentioned uh, Super Mario 3D World, too. I don't think we even yeah, have it down like, here as a note. I hope you've liked that so far. Yeah, they didn't yeah. really... And that's another that's another thing where I thought they would mention the amiibo because there are new amiibo that came with that. There's the cat Mario amiibo, you know. Oh, that reminds me, I have to pick up my Bowser amiibo tomorrow. Oh yeah, you got you got one. Cancel my order if I don't pick it up. (laughs) You better you better get on that then. My Bowser Junior amiibo, yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of yeah, it was just weird. But yeah, no, I mean, I hope I I I could believe what what John's saying there that it may be April. That would maybe make sense after all Mm -hmm. the Mario stuff dies down then maybe they'll do some zelda stuff it's kind of weird for them to not do it for to do a big mario thing and not a zelda thing whereas i was i was right. of the opinion that they were going to like maybe mention that there'll be another zelda direct and then whatever they're going to do with that that'll be that but the next announcement after this kind of made me not think you know to doubt that thought but after the breath of the wild no news they're like oh here by the way uh legend of zelda skyward sword hd which is the which game for for yeah. just a brief second, I thought it might have been uh, Wind Waker. Oh, we you? all did. I thought it was Wind Waker yeah. too. When it yeah. showed the clouds, I was like, "Oh, uh-huh. it's going to pan down to the." I was like, "It's going to pan down to the water," but no. There's. The, I thought Skyward Sword. Yeah. yeah. Whatever those loft. They're called loft wings. Loft wings. Yeah. yeah. And we actually one of the episodes we had Jess on. She way 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 back when she's talked about a Skyward Sword HD uh, release, and I shot her down about it. I even apologized to her when we were watching it. I was like, "Yeah." Well, there it is. <laughs> I was like, they're never going to do that. And then there, here it is. It's here With now. With new motion controls. Ugh. Yeah, that's another thing. Like, because I, like I said, I don't, my, I don't know, my Joy-Cons don't seem to work as well as the Wiimote even, not even the Wii Motion Plus. So, but there is a way around it. You can, you can now swipe with the right, with the right stick. How do you so, control the camera then? You don't though. You never did because there was never a ca- there was never a camera stick on the Wii because there's only one stick and oh, that's right. for walking. That's right. Okay. So you never did. Yep. So it's going to be so they can actually work around that. And uh, I don't know. I mean, Skyward Sword. I don't think Skyward Sword is awful. I think Link looks really fucking weird. Like watching this again, like his face, his face design. It looks. It's just like shaded in weird spots. Like he looks like he got punched in the face and his. Lips are all swollen up, and he's got like black, two black eyes. It's like, what's he looks fucking weird, man. I don't he's know. definitely an outlier in the 3D Zelda. The character design looks strange, and I love uh-huh. I love the game when I when I when it came out, and I played it. I played a good amount of it while I was waiting for Breath of the Wild to came to come out. 
I played I played like maybe like through the first like couple dungeons on it. And I think it's kind of cool, but it's also still kind of weird. And it, it's really funny in this direct. It, I felt like uh, he was trying to get you to like Skyward Sword. Did you catch that? Where he's like, you know, there's parts in Skyward Sword that we used in Breath of the Wild. It's like, you know, you know, like how you have mm-hmm. to run and there's the stamina and there's like all this. Yeah. Well, there, well, he was totally <laughs> treating it as though most people watching it never played it or heard of it. And he was like, I hope you'll check it out and see how it inspired Breath of the Wild. Um, I, I thought did there. You say, yeah. Did you say he would play thought, it all the way through through it? Tra- did you beat it? Yeah, I beat. I beat it. Yeah, I beat it all the way through. I, know, I got I know to the you final didn't. boss. Yeah. I never beat it, and I, I mean, you guys know that, but and I've probably mentioned it on the show before. But I'm just I'm weighing in my mind like, is it worth buying this just so I can finally beat it with the controller? I mean, it's a, it looks kind of it looks kind of yeah. nice in HD. Aside from the weird character design, it's yeah. it's still like that just HD Zelda that I don't have and. I might still end up getting it just to try it with the with the non motion control, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> What's the name of I, that weird monster you have to fight in it? The, oh the, yeah, the scaly giant thing. The, the thing, or the different. thing in its head. It's called like Judgment, or it has like a weird name. It's very very Doom, but but it has like a style name. Yeah, yeah, it has like the a nightmare. S- Isn't it called the nightmare? No, I think it's I think it's weirder. Than that, that was like the slain, or because you because you fight it something like that. It's the something. But uh, it's just this weird black goo that's spiky somehow while being liquidy. And it, yeah, it's like, and, and it's, and you have to fight it over and over again too. And it's, and it was mm-hmm. also in, uh, it was also in um, the other one, the Hyrule Warriors. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, I like this game. I thought, I, I, I think it, it, it does get kind of a bad rap, but uh, I liked the motion controls for one on the Wii. Hopefully, it carries over to the switch and they do a, a comparable job on the motion controls. The sky, the sky part of it's totally forgettable. I would say like you travel through the sky to get, you know, so it's sort of an open world, but it's really mm-hmm. not. And the sky yeah. gives you the impression that you're doing that. But I just don't remember like the sky part being like super important to the gameplay other than just traveling. I like flying. Flying was fun. Mm-hmm. The, uh, I think the, you're right. The, the, it's kind of like oh, jump down to the world below, mm-hmm. and it's like a whole separate game. Yeah. the uh, The character is called the Imprisoned, by the way, and it is the super. Imprisoned. It is super doom and gloom. Yeah, the Imprisoned. I knew it was something like mm-hmm. kind of poetic and sort of metal or whatever, but yeah, the Imprisoned, like how I am in in this episode. Kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm the, not gonna buy it. Just I, I. So I bought the game when it came out. And I didn't end up playing it for like two years. And then so I, I played it in 2013. And then after that, I didn't beat it until 2015. So that's, to me, it's still too fresh for me to go ahead and buy it again. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like I just played it. even though it's been I feel the same way. Years. I bought it in 2012. I pl- Well, I mean, it, I, I paid a hundred dollars to get my Wii fixed to play it. Mm when it came out. So I had to play it all the way through, you know I mean? I, I got it fixed just to play this game in particular. So it was like, okay. And it's uh what is it? July. It's like a July release, July 16th. So it, it all depends. It all depends on the time and what else is going on. I think you can still get the original one for $20 on the Wii U. On the Wii. Yeah. Right. And this one is $60 confirmed. Yeah, no, I, ch- I checked it out on the, I don't know if it's on the American eShop, but it's definitely on the Japanese eShop. Uh, but there's a, uh, Joy, there are new Joy Cons. I think that was that was the one that Jess had on Bingo. Also, 
Yeah, new new color Joy-Con was one. It was one of her bingos. So I felt kind of so dumb after all my like Zelda guesses, and I didn't make probably the most obvious one. Skyward Sword, Skyward Sword yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I, I've seen. I people- guess I think Wind Waker would have been more obvious, to be honest. But. Yeah, I mean, I've seen people like getting upset about like, or I saw Wii U was trending on Twitter because people were like, "Well, can't get rid of my Wii U because I still got my Wind Waker and Twilight Princess mm-hmm. HD on there," you know. It comes out July 16th. Yep. And then we had, uh, after that, our one more one thing. One more thing. One more thing, of Did course. Did any of us expect this? I, uh, ma- I, I made a Splatoon-based guess, but it wasn't this. Yeah, you said Splatfest. Well, I've, yeah. I've seen people talk about it, of course, because it's, you know, Splatoon 2 was practically a launch game. I mean, it was pretty close to the beginning of the Switch, so mm-hmm. it's been out for a while. I know a lot of people love Splatoon. Right. And I figured, even when I was watching it, I thought it was going to be more DLC, because there was that paid DLC mm-hmm. for, for Switch, so I thought maybe it was more of that, but yeah, a whole, whole new game, Splatoon 3. I was thinking maybe another single-player mode. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I love Splatoon 2. It's one of my it's one of my top most favorite, or most played games on the Switch. It's in my top six, so of course I'll, of course I'll get three. It, it, I did not get a launch Switch. I got it a couple months afterward. Yeah. And by that time, I think there was other games like I mean, Mario Odyssey was right around the corner. And sure. Like, although I was interested in Splatoon too, I just kind of missed the window, just mm-hmm. barely. And now I think I will get Splatoon three. This will be the game that gets me into Splatoon. I mean, but it's it's I have good. To wait till twenty twenty. That's what happened. Yeah. That's what happened with me in the original Splatoon. I just waited until Splatoon two. Yeah, and then you got Splatoon one. But I own Splatoon one. I've just never really played it. I was really, I mean, I was really excited for Splatoon 1, and I've said it before in here a bunch of times, it felt like a Mario Galaxy game, because it did a similar thing, where you do a thing in one spot, and then you blow off to, like, another planet. It really felt like it was based on the same DNA that was used for Mario Galaxy, for designing the single-player stuff, which is what I wanted to play, was the single-player more more than anything else. But it was just weird that the multiplayer gripped me to where I actually kept playing it, also because they were really fucking good at updating it. They kept adding weapons like every couple weeks. So there was always a reason to come back and play because they just kept adding stuff. And same thing with Splatoon 2. They like fully supported it for a whole year, at least with the Splatfests and all that stuff. But they just, you know, there's a big community for it. And there's also like a lot of cool, like, like I've seen like a lot of like pro trans stuff on that. And it seemed like everybody's mm-hmm. like really, for the most part, pretty cool about that on on there, you know? Even like friend of the show, I saw Fuchsia was saying that she might come out of retirement for, and and play Splatoon professionally again for three. Mm-hmm. So there you Hopefully. go. So it's the uh, or competitively, yeah. I, I mean Splatoon three, cool. I mean it's next year, but I don't, you know. Right when I saw it, I was like, can you imagine like maybe like Metroid Prime four and Splatoon three in the same year? Wouldn't that be great? Get some good uh, shootery stuff there on the Switch. Well, let, let me cover really quick the differences from the Japanese one and the American one, just because I spent a lot of time translating all of these names. Just because I wanted, just wanted, just because we love you so much, the the listeners, if you're still here, I want, I always want to get both versions of it because they're not normally pretty different. Uh, I said before that they're indifferent, that they're arranged differently. The games were, but the main things were different. There's a Konami baseball game that was on there. I didn't bother translating the game, the name of it, because. It's Konami. It's baseball. I don't think that much pe- that many people care about it, but I know baseball's bigger in Japan, or it is pretty big in Japan. So blah blah. But also this game called Caligula Two. I guess there's already Caligula One. Kind of looks looks like Persona. Look like Persona, Shin Megami Tensei, uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions. 
that type of thing. You know, uh, high schoolers defining de- fighting demons. That's what it looked like. That was a game on there. Also, um, Bowser's Fury is called Fury World, which I think I mentioned already. Uh, there's a crayon Shinchan. I bet they changed it because people would have kept joking that it, it was Furry World. Oh, <laughs> I didn't think about that. Yeah, Furry yeah, World. Furry World. It's, it's a it's a Pac-Man fuck man situation. Sure. Instead of literally just saying Bowser's Furry. Yeah, Fury World, Furry World. Yeah. I mean, I thought it made sense because like 3D World, Fury World. I don't know. But yeah, no, they could easily turn it around like that. Uh, there's actually spend kind of a decent amount of time on a, a crayon Shinchan, which is like a, it's like a young, it's it's for the younger kids. I think it's an anime for the younger kids. It's like this five year old character, kind of a weird face. You've probably seen him on the internet. Been around for like thirty years or something. Yeah, I watched the trailer for this game. Yeah, so crayon Shinchan, Shinchan is on there. Uh, they showed story of season stuff, which wasn't on the American one, but that's on there because that's actually coming out this week. Uh, gotcha, gotcha games is one of them. It looked like. Kind of like a board game, kind of like a Mario Party thing. They didn't show a whole lot of a whole lot of it, so it's kind of hard to tell. But there's a Sim City looking train game. That this is how it translated it on my phone. Sightseeing plan starting with the A train is, is what it said. So I don't know. It's maybe that's what it's called. It's but it looked like Sim City. And I kind of looked at some of the description, and it was talking about like building a city, and there's a train that goes through it. But I thought it's cool. There's actually two train games on there that we didn't see. There's also like a first-person train simulator where you drive like you do like the bullet train and stuff like that. Which I don't know. I would play that game. I thought those trains were really cool in Japan while I was there. So <laughs> we when we went to that uh, what was it, Taizo or whatever it's called? That that uh, the cheap. Uh, you said they had them in L.A. That Daiso, was, yeah. yeah. We went to Daiso. There were all these little model trains that you could get, like these little, it's just the front of the train, but you get a bunch of like uh, Hot Wheel style ones. And I was kind of regret that I didn't get one because I thought the trains were pretty cool in Japan. But yeah, there's a, there's like a train simulator, which I would get if it was, it was, it was in English. The train, train simulator is called a Den, Denshade Go or Denshade Go. Also, uh, Jack, Jack Jean or Jack Jean. That's a visual novel that's on there. Plants vs. Zombies was in the sizzle rail. They didn't really show that much of it. And a Caravan Stories, which looked like an RPG. That's like one I was really... I was like, oh, this looks like a cool RPG. Apparently, Caravan Stories is an MMOR, MMORPG, which is already out for PlayStation 4. But oh. it's an MMO based more around single-player stuff. So, you know, that's... I guess that's... It's just kind of weird to see, like, the differences. And, of course, Fall Guys was the last thing they showed before they got to the Zelda apology. So, obviously, Japan doesn't really care that much about Fall Guys, but... I just wanted to just watch both of them, you know, just to get an idea. And it's always nice to see the differences in there. You know, I feel like they showed a little bit different footage on some of them. Like, I feel like they showed more from the uh, Famicom detective game as well. So, but yeah, that's been the direct. Uh, I, uh, yeah. Was it worth it after 520 something days? Yeah. Sure. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's definitely it's definitely not my favorite direct. I mean, like John was saying, I kind of felt like it wasn't really for me either. The main thing I really take away from it is Mario Golf. I yeah, think Mario same. Golf is great. I mean, a lot of these games, when they get closer, when they come out, maybe I'll be a little bit more excited. But yeah. as of right now... It's hard to get super yeah. hype about Splatoon 3 when it's so far away. It's far away, yeah. Right. Yeah, there wasn't I, one game for me. Like, I'm not, that, I'm not a big fan of Mario Golf, but I... I I recognize that that is probably the biggest game in this whole bunch. 
Yeah. I woke up I today feeling like a kid on Christmas, to be honest. And at first I like didn't realize I couldn't really figure out why. And it took me a couple hours to be like, oh, that's why. I mean, I knew I remembered the direct. That's why I was so happy when I woke up. And I knew and that feeling was confirmed for me when after the direct I felt that disappointment you kind of feel at the end of a holiday where you're like, oh, gotta wait another year now. Like that kind of <laughs> feeling. Like, <laughs> I didn't didn't get that game. Damn, now I gotta that save was up my, and buy that it was on my, my own. emotional yeah. experience with this. But you know, I yeah. came awake happy. Mario Golf especially, and then actually that's pretty much it. <laughs> I feel like I got all socks and underwear this Christmas. There you go. I mean, Mario Mario Golf was the only thing really that I didn't that I hadn't like seen before, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I guess from aside from like neon white or <laughs> or whatever. I think World's End Club. I'm definitely interested in. Um, that's probably the second most interested. I would say. Yeah, I mean, and I, then I want I want to put the warp pipe in my Animal Crossing, and that's about it. Well, sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's. Yeah, I love Outer Wilds. I'm excited about, but that was already something I knew about. You know? I want to play Fall Guys with you guys. You know, I'm kind of excited in that regard, but yeah. I'm I'm with the rest of the world where I've kind of like moved on from Fall Guys. Yeah, I mean, No More Heroes three. I was planning on buying that anyway. It's, I'm glad that it has a release date now. It didn't have one before, but I mean, no surprise. I don't think. I mean, it wasn't like a letdown. It was just kind of like, okay, I don't know. There I guess no I, new information about it. I mean, they they gave you the release date, I guess, but yeah. Yeah, I guess it will. They they hinted that maybe it's an open world. That's about all I really got from it. And you can mow the lawn again. Cool. <laughs> you know that was some of my least favorite stuff from the other one. But I think uh, if you guys don't have anything else to say about the direct, I think we can end it here. It's be a little bit longer than I expected, but that's fine. Sounds good to me. It's weird. Uh, yeah, it's just weird. I don't know. It was it was a weird direct. I figured since it had been so long, that it would be more first party announcements directly from nintendo and there wasn't really yeah. so that's what's kind of weird about it so maybe they're saving that for another thing i don't know maybe they already said everything they had who maybe knows we're gonna get a blitz of smaller directs afterwards yeah like we had before yeah i mean all of these you just kind of you just build it up you know and you're like oh we know so, we know like pokemon company likes to do their own now yeah maybe there'll be more of that kind of thing yeah, and a lot of these and a lot of these companies do their own directs too. They've all just kind of taken it on their own since Nintendo wasn't doing it, and they're just like, "Hey, we're going to do it." But thanks everybody who listened listened this far on the yeah. show, and hope we hopefully we brought you a good show and all that. I think it's I think it's going to be a good show. But uh, if you like the show and you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Mean Podcast and donate us some money so you can hear some extra episodes. We have a uh, we just did an episode about games within games that are that are neat that we liked. We did a top five of those, and you can listen to that and like twenty nine other bonus episodes that are all locked behind the paywall. Check that out there, and of course, uh, follow us on Twitter at jmaxstack and at nintendo underscore domain. I also have another show called How's It Now. We just did an episode. We just put up an episode about Lost in Translation, and we also did an episode with the Di- the Diana Goodman from from thirty twenty ten and Laser Time, which I'm very excited about putting that up next week so you can follow that and stuff and also we are youtube.com slash nintendo main podcast nintendo main podcast.com twitch.tv slash nintendo main podcast i stream stuff tuesday thursdays and saturday nights and all that and uh that's been our episode we are we're your hosts i'm trey johnson jerry Murkowski. john Nitter. and uh thanks everybody for listening we'll see you next week see ya 
where were we? Sorry, I got a flash in my world's eye end club. To... Club looks pretty <laughs> cool. World's end club <laughs> 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 sounded like a rap song it's or something. New, new South Park game. World's end club. It's like it's that that fucking uh, Eminem song. Remember that? Square dance. Hurt dance with me. Yeah. Put your nope, hurt down. Go, go to the and crib. 